But until now, you are the Common Sense Nation. And this is Radio Free Almond. Good morning, you bunch of drunks. In the evening breeze, listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't fence me in. Don't fence me in. Just turn me loose. Let me straddle my own saddle underneath the western skies. On my guys, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I want to ride to the Coffee doesn't seem stable. It doesn't seem stable to me. I've spilled coffee all over myself first of all this morning. Then I, then now this doesn't seem stable to me. Unstable coffee. Sitting on here, but it's wobbling. Kind of like the uh, the beer in my car. It's wobbling in the back. There. I'm hoping I'm not. I'm hoping you're not the one who gets the can that is in the case, the case of 30. That's wobbling back in the Dave Sinclair cheap Rubicon. I like how you're driving around with that much beer. Got a lot of beer, buddy. Got a lot of beer. A lot of beer. Kreftig beer. Thank you, Billy Bush. It's always good to have. To know that there's a, uh, what am I hearing here? It's always good to know that I have, that there's, there is actually a Bush still brewing beer in St. Louis, which is great, which is why I thought Billy Bush doing Kreftig was fantastic. And then he was more than willing to go ahead and uh, get us hooked up for this weekend because it's finally here, dude. Yeah. The Palooza weekend is here. It's exciting. Yeah. So tonight, 5.30 to 8, we've got the Doug Jowles book signing. He's going to be on with us at 7 a.m. And we'll pop just before he leaves because I got him hooked up on a flight, Southwest flight to St. Louis. He's getting here a little after uh, noon or so. And I'm going to go pick him up with the driver, Johnny Rose, who also is going to be actually in the studio today. So we got a big day. we got Henry nice. Davis here, too, at 7.30. And so it's going to be a ton of fun. But anyway, tonight, 5.30 to 8, we've got the Doug Jowles book signing which will be uh, rocking. I mean, it's going to be the Missouri Athletic Club West 
again, you don't have to dress up people. This is not that hoity-toity of a thing. The Missouri Athletic Club West is a lot more informal than uh, than than the oh, yeah. downtown version. So don't worry about it. You don't need a blazer. You just need your Radio Free Almond shirt. And we're going to have those, by the way, the tees for the women and the shirts for the guys and the hats and everything else. We're going to have those for you uh, at the event tonight. And then we'll have them also tomorrow when we're at the Discovery Design lot where we're going to have barbecue, beer, music, hanging out. People are stopping by. People are coming and going. Doug's going to be there before he has to take flight at around uh, 4 o'clock or so uh, back to Austin, Texas. So it's going to be a fun weekend, man, and beautiful, too. And a little hot, probably. A little warm, but yes. come on. And we've got the Missouri First guys out there with the mister and the water and everything yeah. else, right? Ben Murphy and the gang? Yes. Okay, so they're going to be out there. And so, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. I saw that video on Facebook last night that you did. Yes. <laughs> Just, I'm still enamored by the amount of liquor oh, in the back. I know. It's like a scene from the Prohibition in that, in that Jeep, in Jeep. Well, eventually, I, I was going to rent a truck, and I was thinking, well, I don't know. I could probably fit this in the back of the, uh, back of the car, and indeed, uh, I wound up doing that. So, yeah. Did you see this, dude? I... This is so disturbing to me. I've never, let's put it this way. Megan Kelly, she, I never believed that she was all that talented. I knew she was kind of good at what she was as being kind of this snappy, snippy, staccato, hardcore journalist, asked the questions, this kind of thing. And was a kind of common sense approach to her for a little while there. But then turned into, well, she was writing a book. Yes. And her, in order for her book to sell, Trump had to basically lose. And she had thought that writing this book and then, of course, acting as if she was a victim of President Trump after being annoying during the debates and everything else. And, yeah, did Trump... I, that whole relationship thing, it didn't work out very well for either one of them, to tell you the truth. But nonetheless, she thought she was going to have, if you'd have seen the fact that she looked like she saw a ghost on the night of the election, and you had, who was it? Who's, one, of, one of the guys, uh, the anchors there on Fox News, they were looking at an electoral map that night. Okay, yeah. And I don't know whether it was Brett Baer or that other guy. They all seemed the same to me. <laughs> but they, they, they were po- he, he was desperately poking at the electronic electoral map, trying to find any way that Trump was going to, for instance, lose Wisconsin and not win the election. And Megyn Kelly standing there and... She's desperately hoping they're going to find some vote somewhere <laughs> so that Trump doesn't win and Hillary does. And you could the look on her face was just like, please find the votes, please. Find. And he kept poking at the map. Nope, not here. Nope, not here. Nope, not here. Nope. I mean, it was like it, you would have thought that her puppy was just <laughs> dangling from its neck from the studio rafters. She was so sad. It's unbelievable. And so... Ever since that time, she, you know, she, of course, left Fox News, went over to NBC, where she has a horrible show. Because 
initially it was thought that, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll just have Megyn Kelly become a star over on NBC. The problem with that theory is that, first of all, no one who doesn't watch Fox News really knows who she is. And right. if they do, they don't like her because she was on Fox News. So all the goofballs who watch NBC and love the Nora O'Donnells of the world and that kind of thing don't aren't going to fit her into their whole schedule right. because they're just not fans of hers and they, they resent her for being on Fox News. So it's kind of a double-edged sword for her because she's in a situation where she she's not well-liked by Fox News viewers, and she's not well-liked by people outside of Fox News for another reason altogether. So she's not loyal enough, or at least mm-hmm. seemingly, uh, I don't know whether it's conservative enough or common sense enough or just balanced enough to be for Fox News people to like her, and too Fox Newsy for other people to like her. So that was her problem, <laughs> yeah. and that was predictable before she even left. And yet, at the same time, that's uh, that's what happened. And so she went over to NBC. She decided that she was going to become somebody different than Megyn Kelly. So they decided they were going to, she was going to be the smiley, yes. chicky-poo, I'm going to talk about women's issues type of thing all day long. And since no one has ever seen her smile... <laughs> Uh, including Fox News viewers, it was kind of creepy to watch her try to be the Mary Tyler Moore, I'm floating around Russia in a trench coat and I'm, and twirling an umbrella and about to interview Putin and I'm just this new gal in town. It wasn't going to really work. And that's why her ratings are tanking. And she's very expensive, so they're still paying her. And she's got a problem. But anyway, she became kind of this feministy type of person after the whole thing with Trump and the debate. And she pulled one of these Elizabeth ones where she stood in front of a mirror and basically like shaved her head and suddenly became this short haired, abrasive, angly. Yes. Kind of ball breaker type of person. And that didn't come across well at all on Fox news. (laughs) I was. I remember when the I called it the Megyn Kelly transformation. Yeah, we were like, "What yeah. is this?" Yeah. She went from like you know, kind of. I think what a lot of guys would kind of a stunning blonde, you know, on Fox News, the high heels, the long blonde hair, probably the extensions, the whole nine yards, and then all of a sudden it was just like yeah. a militant feminist, you yeah. know, overnight. Yeah, I, it's weird to me, and I'm I'm not normally very critical, but I never thought she was all that pretty to begin with. But that's just me. But anyway, so she she became this person on NBC and didn't really necessarily pull it off. And so now she's kind of like taken on the I know what I'll do. I'll just go back to being the never Trumper chick on NBC this time. So you know that Giuliani question the character and credibility of Stormy Daniels. So he's kind of stepping in over that whole thing. And so now everybody is reacting because how dare Giuliani say anything negative about the woman who's trying to ruin President Trump's marriage and life? How dare people even question her credibility? Because after all, she's a porn star. Why would you question her credibility? 
In fact, even you saying that right there, they're mad at people who say that right now. How dare you feel like somebody who is in the porn industry is any less credible than anybody else? Well, but they're and they're not any less credible, but they're not any more credible. Amen. <laughs> so, I, so I don't understand why Stormy Daniels somehow just because she says what she says is that everything is true. And yeah, I mean, she is in a situation where you are kind of in a situation where you're getting paid to basically sell your body and on video and do that kind of thing. And, and I mean, I don't know, maybe that's not something Maybe that's a virtue in some categories for some people, and that's okay, I guess. But the fact of the matter is she's not any more credible and she's not any perhaps less credible, uh, depending on where you're coming from. But she's, but just because she says what she says doesn't make her automatically right. right. Exactly. In fact, most people who have talked about President Trump in a negative fashion lie. So whether they're calling him racist or a misogynist or he wants to be king or this kind of thing. I mean, you notice how, how things are going right now where the media is now trying to invent everything. Time Magazine, if people still even see Time Magazine, do people like below 75 no. still get Time Magazine delivered to their homes? <laughs> it's like me and my friends are sitting around there. Did you check out Times today? With their little little <laughs> dress label on it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe people still do. But there he is with the in the in the mirror with a king's hat on. Now, where is that coming from? What has he done that makes him an individual who resembled? Why why is that the new meme now that he's acting like he wants to be king? I don't. I don't understand that at all. Is it because he held a D-Day ceremony the day after he crapped all over the Eagles for not wanting to show up? Nick Foles was the only one apparently he was going to show up. Is it, I, I, yesterday, shockingly, I played a bit where the MSNBC guys were saying that a ceremony they held on Tuesday was directed at mocking the Eagles for not standing up for the national anthem. And I honestly believe, because I told Phil this, I said, I think that they didn't realize that Tuesday was the anniversary of D-Day. I think people didn't know that. Yeah. Well, some of these guys didn't, because they acted as if President Trump was doing some big ceremony with the Marines and military people just to show the Eagles up. It's like, <laughs> did you guys know that that's the anniversary of D-Day? I, maybe they didn't They're, because they, they were shocked by the oh, fact yeah. that he had this thing going on. So anyway, I, they're just making stuff up now. So now, of course, because Giuliani opened his mouth about Stormy Daniels, and, and this is where here's, – here's the thing. Giuliani was telling an audience in Israel – that he doesn't respect a porn star the way he respects a career woman or a woman of substance or a woman who has great respect for herself as a woman and as a person and isn't going to sell her body for sexual exploitation. Well, that was Giuliani's opinion about it. And because he was asked 
basically about it uh, before the event and said something to to the people there, and that was his opinion about it. Well, that brought all the women out of the woodwork. Oh yeah, uh, because apparently Giuliani's not entitled to his opinion about a porn star who's accusing President Trump of all kinds of nefarious things. So he says that, and and none other than Megyn Kelly decides that she's not only going to defend Stormy Daniels, but she's then going to work Melania somehow in to the exploitation model as well. The notion that, you know, he respects women of substance, a woman who won't sell her body for a second. By the way, Megan in this picture, this particular picture, is wearing this outfit that makes her look like the uh, kiss of death. You know, that, that kind of very severe, dark, black, black widow type of outfit Diane on. That Sawyer future Just look a tad, right yeah, yeah. Sexual exploitation. So Melania Trump is classy and gorgeous, and I really admire her. But she has posed nude for GQ magazine back in 2000. And so to suggest... Did she, did she pose nude by be, while being gang-banged? I'm just, just asking what the, what the comparison there is. It's true. I mean, you're spot on. I'd say there's a large difference between those two. Did she pose nude while, well, okay, I don't need to be explicit here. Just, you know the difference between posing nude and being nude while all other elements of porn are going on. I'm just telling you. Now, because, because nudes have been part of a historical, artistic Picasso type of thing for ages. They, you, you, you remember the whole. Uh, I the the. There are some women who are described as being Elizabethan, so to speak. And during the Elizabethan time and art, it was very popular to be more voluptuous and right. bigger or whatever. Which I think is still not a problem because I know many people who are bigger people being skinny doesn't make you beautiful and and so uh that's not the standard that I would uh look at women in terms of weight or whatever else sure. but nonetheless it's being I mean it's just we know that it's like being nude is not like and, and being port a portraiture of somebody nude is not automatically you exploiting and selling your body. Otherwise, that would have been something people have mentioned all over the place. <laughs> this is the first time that I've ever heard a woman compare being nude to being a porn star. That's, that's the first for anything. But, but when you're trying to shoehorn this kind of narrative into your criticism of President Trump, you'll do anything. I don't know. And Megan will. That Trump would never respect and that Giuliani wouldn't respect anybody who's ever sold her body for sexual exploitation. I mean, it's not. No, I'm not comparing the two. Posing nude is not you, the same. You are comparing the two, though. How, how, how is it possible that, that she just compared the two and then said, I'm not comparing the two? 
so I mean, o- only in the world of journalism could you get that kind of just bald-faced hypocrisy and misinterp- misinformation and lying going on right to your face. Am I mistaken? Or did no. She, did she compare the two? I, not at all. She I said, think she just compared the I two. I mean, hey, Melania. But it's, I'm not comparing. And it's weird because there's this, there's this weird thing where they, uh, they showed up. There was, a, there was a portrait of Stormy Daniels that they kind of, they were doing a tracking uh, camera move, you know, past her. And I'll be darned if that doesn't look like Megyn Kelly. Really? I'm not kidding. First, I thought it was Megyn Kelly. Look. Now you're gonna. Oh wow. Because she's even dressed like her. They're almost dressed the same in this picture. Single white female going. He's being a porn star, but come on, right? Come on. But now he's going after her character and her substance, and it just is. And and being an adult film star does not make you a liar. Well, and doesn't make you a liar. It doesn't make you a liar. She's right about that. But it doesn't make you a truth teller either. Right? In right. fact, it doesn't matter what you do for a living in terms of whether or not you have a more credible presence or, or not. But that was, uh, that was very... The, the weird thing about this whole thing is these are the same women who... I didn't see Megyn Kelly or anybody else outrage when Samantha B called Ivanka a C. I didn't see any of this outrage when they talk about Melania, and when Jimmy Kimmel made fun of Melania's foreign accent. So it's, it's so weird how these individuals who I'm seeing right now have, have come to the defense more of Stormy Daniels than they have of Ivanka or Melania in any situation where they have been similarly attacked. Now, again, Ivanka and Melania being similarly attacked, they, they, they never had any of the C-word stuff or, or, the, or the insinuation somehow of an incestuous relationship that Bill Maher has indicated to between Ivanka oh, and, yeah. and Donald Trump. But none of this has really been, been defended by any of these women. But boy, they, they throw together those female panels on Stormy Daniels in like seconds flat. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, buddy. So we'll take a break here. And also, I'll be checking out your comments on Facebook. And eventually, folks, people have been asking about this in terms of uh, the phone phone calls because people have wanted beyond the Facebook page to communicate with us in, in a fashion that I communicated with before when I was on Dinosaur Radio. And to me, phone calls don't resemble Dinosaur Radio, but sometimes people want to chime in and be able to call in. Uh, but we'll also take your, uh, your comments on Facebook. I do have a follow-up to the discussion yesterday on 13 Reasons Why. And I had some conversations with some folks uh, in the aftermath of all that. That really kind of lit up, lit up the phone lights, everybody, <laughs> when uh, we were talking about 13 Reasons Why. So we're going to uh, basically double back on that conversation. I actually even had a little more of a conversation with Aiden about the thing uh, in the aftermath of that. And if you'd don't know what we're talking about, 13 Reasons Why, just announcing its third season, and so we're going to focus on that. Also, I don't know whether you saw the news about Mizzou, but Mizzou has decided they are going to cut their budget by almost $45 million, and 180 people are out of work, 
And you can basically thank the snowflakes from a couple of years ago for all that because the chickens are finally kind of coming home to roost for the activist baloney that happened on the Mizzou campus two and a half years ago. I think it was it two years ago somewhere or three right years ago, there. somewhere around there. Yeah. So now they're, they're finally they're kind of paying the price for that in a, in a huge way. So we'll follow up on that as well. And also the Morning Joe panel, you got to see this to believe it, as Mika Brzezinski decides that she's going to talk about how President Trump is complaining about there being no porn in the White House. Now, obviously, you know that's absolutely not true, but that's what's coming from Morning Joe. All right, folks, don't forget tonight. Missouri Athletic Club, 5.30 to 8. Doug Giles is going to be there signing three of the books that he has written. We've got, uh, and you can make your choice. You can buy all three or you can just buy one. Pussification, we have Rules for Radical Christians and Raising Righteous and Rowdy Girls. So Doug's going to be in town uh, about 5.30 or so, and we'll do a couple of, we'll say a few words, and then we'll get to the book signing and everything else. That's at the Missouri Athletic Club West. And then don't forget, tomorrow is the Warrior, the Wild Man, Radio Free Almond, Throwdown Palooza, right there on the lot of Discovery Design. And we are in the Discovery Design studio. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem.
forget when you're standing close to death, like when you're driving me crazy. Hold on as we crash into the earth. A bit of pain will help you suffer when you're hurt. For real, 'cause you are driving me crazy. Bite your lips, your words, a robbery. Do you grin inside? You're killing me. All along we talked up forever. I kinda think that we won't get better. It's a long start. Morning, everybody, from the Discovery Design Studio and Discovery Design is where we're going to be hanging out. Uh, we will be there 12 to 6 on Saturday. Got food for you, barbecue. We got burr. We got water. We got soft drinks. We have the Naputi Pediatric Kids Extravaganza. We've got a slide. Is that the slide that has like the burlap thing on it? Like, the I don't know if it's necessarily things? the burlap version, but it, you know. For kids, why do you want to slide down it? Yeah, man, <laughs> I do that at, the, at the, all the church picnics and things. And, and part of the reason why we have it from twelve to six—it's kind of a long window—but it's for all of you to uh, kind of have time in between your graduation parties and maybe your school picnics or church picnics or whatever that are going on. That we'll be able to kind of uh, can just come by for a little bit. It's a great song that you have on right now. We're also going to have uh, Doug Giles on hand there as well, and he's going to 
be there probably till about 4 o'clock. So if you really want to see him, if you're going to miss him Friday, then you can see him before 4 because he's got to take off. I, I, I booked him on a flight back home about 6 o'clock. So he's going to be there with us through about 4 o'clock. It's going to be hot like it was yesterday, man. It was hotter than hell yesterday. <laughs> Pick up the beer. I'm just like I'm just like burning alive outside <laughs> waiting for the... For the, uh, whatever that thing is, carrying all the beer. Let me call it a forklift. I've never actually been to one of these distribution places. And they all, it, all the beer in St. Louis comes out of one place, it looks like. You know, with the exception of maybe like Urban Chestnut and some of those guys who have their own distribution centers. But, you know, most of this stuff, the beer you're drinking at a bar or something is all coming from this one place. I'm going, wow, I'm at the nerve center here. <laughs> nerve center. Is that under security? Or is there? No. So you can just go there and grab whatever <laughs> you want if you want to. Just the, 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 uh, the garage is open. Open for business. And there aren't any cameras around. So go ahead, knock yourself <laughs> out, and wander right into one of the places there and grab a, grab a nice uh, warm 24-ounce can of beer and see how, how far you get. Yeah, they have, uh, it's all there. Yeah, and they brought it to me, and I put it back into the uh, Dave Sinclair Jeep Rubicon, which I'm, I think he's, I'm, I think, I, Dave's going to have to report this, apparently, about waving back. All right, so we have the G7 Summit. I love this. is going to be uh, leaving early. He's going to depart from the Group 7 Summit in Canada several hours early because Basically, he and Trudeau aren't necessarily getting along all that much, especially over the whole climate change thing. And they are, he's going to depart mid-morning on Saturday. And what he's missing will be the sessions on climate change and the environment. And there'll be an aide instead taking his place. So what happened is, Trump and Trudeau were kind of in a back and forth over the face-to-face meeting they're about to have. And Trump was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to fight with these guys over trade, first of all. And then they're going to fight possibly over the environment. The trade issue is one thing. It's a situation where the news media will automatically take the side of the foreign countries uh, and, and and they'll take the side of the foreign countries because they like, like, like they did when we had the other summit there in, in Paris or wherever the hell it was in, um, in uh, Europe. And basically the news media believes that we're always that, that being wrong about the climate is built into the American system. So we're auto, like the French are automatically right about climate oh, yeah. change and the Germans are automatically right about co- climate change, where the reality is we're the ones abiding by the Paris Accord to begin with. The other countries don't seemingly do it at all. And in fact, they're not even spending their own money on the adjustments that need to be made. And so that's why the president at the time said, you know, we're not going to be part of this. We're not going to get involved in this. This is not going to be what we, what we do. And we're just, uh, you know... We're not, China's not even abiding by many of the restrictions. And so we're the only ones doing anything. And what we've been doing is basically costing American jobs 
through our energy policies, through uh, through our speaking of cars, the determination is somehow we're going to ultimately have cars that are 54 miles a gallon. And you basically have to have a car made out of styrofoam to get 54 miles a gallon. There's no way you can have a, a safe automobile when you try to make it at 54 miles per gallon. One of the reasons why you don't see spare tires in cars anymore is because of the demands on car manufacturers to reduce or or increase their miles per gallon. So that's why you have, as I explained at one point, the foam crap that you have to spray into a flat tire instead of a actual tire. I, I had a situation where I had a flat tire. I was with the girls coming back from North Carolina and had a flat tire, and I go into the back of the Malibu to get a spare tire out of it, and all I see is a canister. Really? With, with, a little, with a little squirt hose in it. I'm going, where is the... And, of course, I didn't think about checking to see if there was a spare tire in it when I bought it. I'm not sure it would have changed my mind necessarily <laughs> in terms of buying the car, but I was trying to think to myself, well, how, how come there's no spare tire here, and is this what I have to use? And, of course, unfortunately, I, I don't like to necessarily read directions, and when something looks like it works, then it seems pretty simple. This is a canister with some stuff in it, and it has some kind of hose of some sort that you stick into the yeah, the thing, and what could be more complicated? It, it can't be that hard to do. And, of course, then I go ahead and, and bypass the directions and just do what I think it should do and wind up with this spray, glue, <laughs> filler, whatever it happens to be, uh, all over my my pants and, and not inside the, the tire. So at that point, then... I'm SOL. I've got my two girls on the side of the highway. And the reason why I was speeding through the directions is because I wanted to get back on the road because I had two little girls in the backseat of a car with a flat tire on it and needed to go. And one of the reasons why I got the flat in the first place is because of environmental regulations. Your tires these days aren't the tires you had 10 years ago. Yeah. The, the tire manufacturers are using a different formulation so that they tre- the treads wear faster, a lot faster, yeah. which is why you're noticing you're constantly needing new tires. Like every six months. Yes. <laughs> and you can't figure out why. You're like, well, how is this possible that the tread is already down on my tire? You, you realize that the first time when you fishtail around a corner <laughs> when it's raining and you're thinking, wait a minute, I just had bought these tires six months ago. Why am I fishtailing? Why am I hydroplaning? Well, you might be hydroplaning because you're going too fast, but hydroplaning is kind of a freeing experience. Ooh, you got to try it sometime. No. It is the Next most- time it rains, <laughs> just push the gas and see what happens. You hydroplane. <laughs> Forget about you know. See, that's the thing. They don't have the... You know, like the, the Mach 5 had those springs in it. You could catapult over the traffic. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to wait for that kind of, uh, 
You don't have to wait for that kind of technology when you can hydroplane. Why not do try that? You'll slide right over people. You'll fly right over the traffic. <laughs> hydroplaning is terrifying. As soon as you feel it in your car, oh, gosh, it, like your stomach sinks. Chris Van House just said she, she replaced her tires for the second time on a 2013. Four tires for the second time on a 2013. And, and that's actually, I'm, you're, that's a little longer than most people have had with their tires. Because, again, environmental regulations, the Obama regulatory nightmare has come home to roost in so many different formulations. And so the, ti- the reason I had the flat in the first place is because the tires are weakened by new technology and new ways of making tires that had to comply with new demands regarding the environment. So your tires suck for that reason. And then they don't even put spare tires in some cars because I finally, I did ask Skip Weber about that. I said, well, how come I didn't have, I didn't have a spare. It's weird to now have these canisters of, of squirtum in there. <laughs> and he said, well, the car manufacturers are trying everything to reduce the weight of the car and increase the gas mileage on a car. And so he said, spare tires, if you, if you don't have those in the car, you can increase your gas mileage by about two miles per gallon. And so that's what they figured out is they're not going to put the, uh, the stuff in there anymore, uh, the, the spare tires in there anymore, and just make you squirt stuff in there. So dads can no longer teach their kids how to replace. Change a flat. Change a flat, son. And certainly there's no jack in there. Oh, no. And, and those add weight, too. So between removing the jack and removing the spare tire, you are drastically reducing the weight of the car and increasing the gas mileage because goofball Obama and the rest of his goofball environmentalists want to change the world and and uh, report back to God when they get up to the pearly gates that they've done a good deed. Well, not when you have two little girls sitting on the side of the road and a dad who can't fix the flat because, well, I didn't read the directions. But but you know what? That stuff, I've heard stories of people who even read direction mm-hmm. and that stuff doesn't work. So anyway, there's a reason why Americans are right and President Trump is right when he resists the temptation uh, and, and the efforts by the Euro people to try to instill more restrictions on automobiles, more restrictions on the environment, coal plants, those kinds of things, because it just is hurting the economy and hurting you and your own economy. When you've got to replace four tires, depending on your car, but you know what? The fact of the matter is, Nowadays, it doesn't matter what kind of car you have. Tires are expensive. Yeah. And, and you know why they're more expensive? Because they're harder to make thanks to the environmental regulation. So not only are they weaker and, and, and not holding up to the rigors of the road, they're also harder to manufacture because of environmental regulations. And that's just one little example right in one thing that you do every day that is causing problems for you. Then, not to mention, and I I don't have any stats to to show how this is going to work, but 
how many people have been injured more severely or for that matter died because their cars are made of plastic yeah because their bumpers are squishy and 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 made of made of plastic Look what Ford did when they made the new F-150. It was super controversial because they made it, what was it, out of aluminum? Yeah. To make it lighter because that's where they're really getting hit is on the trucks and the SUVs. Right. And, and, you, and you could make them, I guess you could make them bigger. And if they're made of lighter material, you still have the advantage because they're bigger. But nonetheless, it, it's, and not only that, but when, you, when you're making cars out of weaker material, when a shopping cart rolls into yes. it, you ha- suddenly have a four or $500 dent in the car. Whereas before you just had like a little ding or whatever. Now you have your, your car basically totaled by a, by a shopping cart. Now, see, you would know this because you like old cars and stuff. I mean, the difference in the materials between a, what, a 70s Oldsmobile and a Nissan 2018 today. I mean, the difference when you feel those two cars. Well, you know, I was noticing this when I looked. There was, uh, where was I? Oh, I was in D.C., and the hotel had all these pictures from from this area where there used to be a ballpark for the Washington Senators, and we were kind of up in that Nationals Park area there. And they had these parking lots of these gigantic, you know, these aerial photos of of the old ballpark and these gigantic, cars and i was thinking to myself wow they were, and, and they were huge and i told my son ethan i said back in the day when you had these cars and you got into accidents the likelihood that you would die in them were pretty slim but at the same time though you if you did die in them that had to be a pretty wicked crash because you had to really like crunch a car but also at the same time they didn't have the seat belts right. and that kind of stuff so but yeah, those were those were tanks back in the day, and and now keep in mind, people are going yeah, but, and wait till you hear the stat or something from France or Germany or people saying you know, well we don't we hardly have any car accidents or car deaths here. And I said, well that's because first of all, all of you are driving in these tiny little smart cars. So when everybody kind of is driving like that, and plus you're really not on a highway per se, you're in a very heavily congested, and most of you are using trams and metro metro lines and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there are not many people driving because you're concentrated in one area. Here where we live, well, unless you have you know, a metro link or you right. have, you know, that you're not really going to, you need to drive. Which is why you always say stop comparing us to other countries when it comes to guns, obviously when it comes to climate change. You are comparing apples to oranges here. Yeah. And, and I don't want to drive. When I see somebody in a smart car, and again, no offense to you if you have a smart car. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just telling you the truth about how I see you when you're in one of those. I feel like you have zero regard for your own safety. <laughs> you don't value your life when you're in a smart car, especially now, because you're in a smart car and you're the only one in the smart car. Yeah, that's not very smart. No. <laughs> when you're in a tiny little play, play toy car, you look like one of those play school cars. They're always, when you pull in, oh, it's so frustrating. I'll go to like Whole Foods and you'll be driving and you're like, oh, look at this parking space. Yeah. And then you pull up to it and what's parked there? Yeah. Tiny little 
Smart car. Tiny little smart. Well, that, in that case, they are smarter than, than, than you are because they, they, they have true. the parking space and you don't. That's true. But still, can you imagine, though, and, and, and people at the same time, though, for whatever reason, while we're trying to roll back the usage of cars and the size of cars, then they have a whole contingent of people saying, I know, when are we going to have flying cars? I'm thinking, <laughs> flying cars? So, so you're you're thinking that when you look like at the Jetsons or whatever, where you know where people are flying around in their personal aircraft, and yeah, there's a little bit of congestion here and there, and you don't see the accidents in the Jetsons because they don't show you how many people are are running into each other in the sky in the Jetsons open because it's a short open, and they they purposely avoid showing you. It's like when you watch TV and and you never see anybody using the bathroom. Right. When you're watching TV? No, they skip that part. Half half the time you can watch like I you can watch people watch an entire show and nobody eats a thing. It's true. And it's been 3 months that have passed. You're like they're not eating anything. Well, because they skipped that part. So they skip things. So the Jetsons skipped the mid-air collisions that were occurring on a regular basis when those people were doing that in that cartoon. <laughs> but can you imagine People can't even navigate four-way stops. No, that would be horrible. With, imagine people up in the air doing what, they, what you see them doing every day are on you, the highway. Are you a Tesla fan? Um, here's the thing. I, 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 I don't understand this. And so when people ask me if I'm a Tesla fan, I haven't yet been convinced that I need to be, and I don't know what it is about a Tesla that I need to find more amazing than anything else. Okay. Is there something I'm missing with a Tesla? No, I was legitimately curious uh, on you know what your thoughts were on the whole Tesla, the Elon. I mean, are are you a Musk fan, and and what he is as an innovator? Do you find his products very innovating? Well, I I like innovators. Whenever somebody talks too much about one thing, I get suspicious about it because it can't be that great. And Tesla, it turns out, really actually, I see a Tesla and it looks like my Malibu. It's true. So, I mean, you know, I see people who spend gobs of money on cars that don't really look any different than an Accord. It's true. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I got news for you. I realize you're... Car doors open upwards, but I don't see them opening upwards when you're, we're driving down the street. And so whatever you're doing in your driveway must really be cool. But you driving along the street, I don't see any difference between what you have and what I have. Well, and now that they're making them, it, it reminded me of that when you were talking about the flying spaceship cars. Because now that Tesla is, is, you know, these cars are automated driving now, you know, and it's, of course, causing a stir because they're getting into car wrecks and, and you know, and it's creating the debate on is this really where we're headed in right. the car world? Well, I, and I think we've had this discussion before, though, I think, but um, I don't understand why, why do you want to automate a car? What, what what is what is it about the steering wheel that you just don't want to touch? 
I don't get that. See, I'm torn on this one. There's part of me that I think that is so cool. The idea that I can sit down in a car, head up to, let's say, the lake, and talk with the family and relax. I mean, it's kind of a cool idea. But you, can't, I, you can't talk to the family with your hands <laughs> on the steering wheel? Well, the way they're eventually talking about this is that the seats would turn and you would be just... It would almost be like you're teleporting to wherever you're trying to go. It would be like you're sitting in your living room. You're not doing anything. The cars are getting you almost like you're riding a bus. Um, I think there's, 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 there's not a chance <laughs> that that's going to be safe down the line. Because look at, look at the people on the side of the road when you're driving along the highway. Yeah, I know. I mean, so so in order to have a car that is like a self-driving car that like you can sit in your living room going down the highway, and I don't want to sit in my living room going down the highway. You're hyper vigilant when you're that, that's that's not that doesn't seem safe to me sitting in my living room going down Interstate 70 because you know there's always going to be the one guy who doesn't take take care of his living room car. That's a great point. There's, there's always going to be one guy who decided to cut corners and not get the brake maintenance on, on the car. So, so if you're going to have a self-driving car, all that kind of stuff, then you need a self-maintenance car. Because if you don't have a self-maintenance car, the idiots you see on the side of the road with their smoking engines, <laughs> those people will kill you. If, 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 if we're all kind of like sitting around... Uh, going to the to to the mini fridge while we're going down Interstate seventy. So yeah, I'm fascinated by. There's always this. one guy who's not going to do the work <laughs> necessary to keep things safe. Then at the same time, what happens if you have a uh, a self driving car, your living room car, and your Obama tires blow out? Ooh. What happens? What happens then? See, there's, there's, there, is a, there is some degree of virtue in having humans operating mm-hmm. something. And, and, and the thing is, sometimes we create a need for things when you really don't need that. Like, for instance, like you had mentioned, like, wouldn't it be great to talk to your family? Well, yeah, but you can talk to them when you get to where you are. That's true. Or, or you can talk to them while you're driving and looking straight ahead. Now, unless you demand eye-to-eye contact with them, <laughs> across from them, on a living room, then, then, uh, then that would be something you'd need to have. But otherwise, uh, I, I just the self-driving thing doesn't doesn't we we we, we har- have, har- have hardly any self-driving cars out there, and I think I've already seen three people killed by them. Yeah. It's true. It is a fascinating subject, and I agree with you. I I think that was a great point that I think we sometimes get so caught up in technology that we create technology for issues that are not actually issues, which create issues. Yeah, which is what I just said. So it's kind of like that's why I don't really – that's why I don't really – think that the self-driving car thing is really going to take off and like i have my, like my malibu it, you ha- it has the technology first of all where it will park itself yeah 
And it also has the technology where you can let go of the steering wheel and it will keep you in the lane. The problem with that, though, is it's against human nature, in my opinion, to be in a car with a steering wheel and let go of the steering wheel. It just doesn't make any sense to be in a car that's moving and not have control over the car. Yeah, where do you have put the your car hands? and have the car control what you're doing? It doesn't make any sense, you know. Like, you listen, uh, toasters are really cool because I just put the bread in there and toast it. And now, do I want to instead of having it like when the toasters came out? Would I be the guy saying, "Who needs a toaster when I could just put the toast in the oven <laughs> and bake it?" Well, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I understand that the, that the invention of the toaster was actually kind of cool yeah. because you just pop it in there and do that. But with the self-driving car, there's, you, 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 you can't convince me that that's a different level of driving. And actually, part of the fun of driving mm-hmm. is to have control of the car. Part of the fun of driving is to, is to, is to be in control of the car and, and hydroplane and speed. And tailgate and yell at people. I mean, that's, you know, it takes all that fun out of it. The American way. I mean, you, when, when you're driving in your living room, you can't get frustrated at people. I, you, you know, but believe me, you know what's going to happen, though, is you will be in your living room. And there'll always be the guy in the left-hand lane or the car in the left-hand lane. Because eventually the computers will take on the the personality of their owners. It's true. And then you'll have a computer. You're always, maybe, maybe you'll have a computer that will have a glitch in it or something where it becomes that stooge who drives 35 in the 55 oh. in, the, in, the, in the fast lane. What are you going to do then? Oh, you're stuck. Then you're in your living room yelling <laughs> at a machine that doesn't have a driver in it. Everybody's banging on their windows. So, you, so you're anything. yelling at the guy who's in the other living room <laughs> talking to his kids when he's like, and all he's doing is throwing up his arms going, I'm not driving. Sorry. Not my fault. Yeah. It takes the fault out of the people who aren't driving with a, with a purpose. I don't know. I need to call Doug. Sorry. Let's get Doug on. I there. didn't mean to sideline you there. No, no, but you weren't sidelining me. It's 7 o'clock. I'm getting Doug on. Um, we, it's a, it, we're talking a discussion there. Uh, let's see. Let me get uh, Doug here real quickly. And there's his number, that 305 number. Doug is about an hour away from, uh, from boarding an airplane and coming to St. Louis. And I got him hooked up on Southwest, and he's ready to rock. And then he'll be in about noon. Uh, Johnny Rose, who is the awesome driver, is going to come on in. And he's going to uh, be here at about 8.30 telling us grand stories about all the crazy people he's picked up. Wait till he picks up Doug Giles. <laughs> He'll be in with us at about 8.30. Henry Davis in about 7.30. And Doug just about to board his airplane. I'll have all of his books ready for you at 5.30 tonight at the Missouri Athletic Club West. And that's where wow. Doug's going to sign all of, his, uh, all of his books for you. We've got Pussification. We have... Uh, Rules for Radical Christians, and we also have the Raising Righteous and Rowdy Girls. I requested those three, and I hope we have enough. They shipped them up to me, and I'm like, okay, do we have enough of these? Because people are loving these. Hey, Doug Giles, what's going on, brothers? Jamie and Ryan back here in St. Louis. How you doing, man? 
I'm cruising down the, the back roads of Austin. Come to the airport to come see you, buddy. Nice, man. I will be there with bells on waiting for you with uh, Johnny Rose, our driver. And so I'll be at the airport with you about 12.15 waiting on you, and we'll get you hooked up to your hotel, and then you can chill. And then at 5.30, man, book signing time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Weather's beautiful up here. Then we have the uh, Warrior of the Wild Man throw down Palooza the next day on Saturday at the uh, Discovery Design Place. So it's going to be awesome, buddy. So what's new? We're going to have fireworks or anything like that to blow up? Well, now I did I did nail down some cigars for you, so we can use that as the punks when we are lighting the fireworks off. I'll make sure I get some of those. I know I know where I know where I can find them. Sure, why not? Hey, I, I'm going to try to crawl up. I'm going to try to crawl up behind uh, this pickup truck I'm following, get its license plate. Uh, maybe you could call the cops on him. This dude is swerving all over the road, man. He's either he's either on a tequila bender from. Uh, <laughs> Late, late last night, or he's texting while driving. I mean, it's insane. He's and I'm I'm on a, a two lane country road where if you cross that center line, man, you could you could meet Bubba in a Ford F seven fifty dinosaur burner. It's it's un, it's unbelievable. I have these buddy guys that uh that uh their teenage daughter. Uh, was texting and uh, on some winding roads in a in a, I think it's in Georgia, and uh, she wasn't paying attention at all to what was going on, and uh, she's texting. Got three girls, three buddies, three girlfriends in in her car. She didn't see the the turn cut or the curb coming. Went straight off and propelled the car in the air. I think it uh, uh I think it went like 300 feet before it even stopped or some crap like that. <laughs> And uh, the bad thing is it nearly killed uh, the three girls, and uh, I believe all four of them spent months in body cast, and it was just because she's sexy, you know? Wow. We were just talking about that. We were just talking about the uh, onset of the uh, possibility of an automated car, but the discussion we were originally having, too, was about just how sucky cars are these days thanks to the environmental regulations, and uh, that was an outgrowth of a lauding of President Trump for leaving the G Summit early because the last thing we need to hear from is the Euro trash on how to operate our vehicles, make our tires, uh, increase our gas mileage, and put more people out of work in coal. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm so glad the president is ducking out of there Saturday. It's too bad he's not flying into the Palooza, but that's okay. <laughs> well, at least he's, uh, at least he's going to go toe to toe with little Kim. And, uh, I, I love, I love, uh, watching the fear mongering videos from, uh, what a couple of months ago. And when, when, when everybody's saying that, you know, Trump's going to start a nuclear war, man, these are children posturing, but they don't have just fisticuffs and little monkey feet. They've got nuclear weapons, and they're going to propel us into, you know, the apocalypse in Revelation 21, or not. Or they're going to cross the DMV, you know, 65 years of animus between North and South Korea. you got little Kim coming with his Mo Howard haircut, loving on uh, South Korea's president. And, uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to be in Singapore, and we could see something go down. Of which uh, Bill Clinton said, I, I was going to do it, but, you know, uh, Arafat kept me from doing it because I was broker in peace in the Middle East. It's like Trump's doing everything that all these other flappers uh, said they, 
uh, could do, and he's actually doing it. So I think it's stunning. We'll give him a pass that he's not going to be at the Warriors and Wildmen uh, Palooza. I know, you know, and and this is going to be great. I love the fact that uh, he's confounded. I mean, obviously they're obsessed now. The media with Melania Trump, and they're still on the Stormy Daniels thing, and they're still acting as if President Trump is some kind of king, and we don't have kings in this guy. I don't even know what they're talking about because they're, they, they just don't have anything else to talk about. The one bit I love at ClashDaily.com is the – because you're, you're – aside from being a warrior, aside from being a wild man, you're also an avid hunter. And, and, and to me – I know a lot of people who hunt and they are more environmentally conscious than anybody I know. It's kind of like how gun owners, in my opinion, are uh, more focused on safety than, than, than some other people might be when they have a gun. And so what happens is the interior secretary decides he's going to choose a, a hunter for conservation advice, which I think is perfect, but it's freaking people out. Yeah, the hunters are the greatest conservationists on the planet, uh, bar none. And uh, and and that's and I know that seeing what uh, hunting's done in, in Africa and Alaska and everywhere in between. I've got uh, I got species in my glorious man cave, uh, Jamie, that uh, that don't even or there's. They might be completely extinct, like the scimitar oryx in uh, in the sub-Saharan Africa, uh, that only are alive right now because hunters put value on them uh, as animals, as and uh, as that uh, which you know they could pursue. There's more in Texas. There's probably more in Hayes County where I live than there is in Africa right now where they hail from. And hunters did that. Doe eyed tree hoppers, they didn't do it. Uh, they don't put any money behind, not near the amount of cash that hunters uh, put into uh, the economy for conservation of animals and species. And David Spady, the guy that uh, we yeah. uh, floated the article about that Zinke chose, he's he's one of the most conscientious, sharp, solid, and smart hunters that I've ever met, man. And uh, the fact that HuffPo and whatever dipstick uh, went after him meant, means that Zinke and Trump are right on the money with what our planet needs, in particular America, and the preservation of our land uh, and wetlands and and birds and animals uh, needs to conserve them. I think he's a great choice. Olivia Oprey is also on that uh, that advisory uh, panel, too, and, and she's a big-time hunter, man. So I think it's great. Make hunting great again. Yeah, and, if people right. don't, and if people don't hunt, uh, don't disparage it because, again, they're the ones that are preserving these lands. Same thing that Teddy Roosevelt did. He was a hunter. He preserved great swaths of these lands. They were up to, uh, uh, again, you know, the doe-eyed tree humpers. A lot of these animals wouldn't even exist because they don't understand the billions of dollars that hunting brings into economy to protect lands and uh, animals. You know, I love the fact that you were able to isolate the quintessential bias uh, in the Huffington Post description of David Spadey. And if you if you just take the one paragraph, you can see just how Orwellian the left-wingers, or in your words, the tree humpers, will get when they're trying to basically juice an article and, and put an angle on it. So here's what it says. Montana native David Spadey is a longtime conser- conservative operative in California, a foe 
a foe of government regulation, the environmental movement, and climate science, and a ubiquitous presence on social media chronicling his ostentatious gun and hunting escapades. I mean, that that's all in one paragraph. Yeah, I got that. I think D'Angelo or whoever wrote that over at Huffington Post. I bet if we went to his uh, Instagram page, we would see him chronicling him drinking uh, soy lattes at Starbucks and chewing on that long ass green straw and uh, posing in skinny jeans and deep v neck t shirts. These guys have no idea. Uh, again, the, the hundreds of millions, if not billions, that hunters uh, put into uh, the preservation of land and species. We self-impose uh, taxes upon our hunting products uh, just so that we can kick more money into the machine to protect lands and animals. And that's I'm not even I'm not even uh, you know touching on planting trees and uh, purifying the environment. Hunters do that because we love the outdoors, you moron. So are you saying then that if we check D'Angelo's Instagram, we would see evidence of his ostentatious pussification? Is that what you're is that what you're telling us, my friend? I'd say there's a fair to midland chance, man, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, my gifts are uh, criticism and uh, judgmentalism. So he could be a he could be you know a macho macho man, but I doubt it. He's probably got those big rim glasses on and some hipster. Uh, goofy haircut, you know, trying to emulate somebody from 1880 and the way they used to cut their hair. But, um, you know, I could be wrong. So I, I get the books delivered to the house, and uh, I've been saying, boy, I hope, I hope there are enough of them, but here's the deal. I get the books delivered to the house, and the first box comes, and for whatever reason, the, uh, the kids were curious about what was in the box. And so... Uh, they open the box, and it just so happens that the first books to arrive happen to be the pussification books. And yeah. instead, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so they open it up. I came home, the box is wide open, and, you know, I know the kids opened it. I was just trying to imagine, you know, because they can all read. I could just imagine what they were thinking at the time. And, and then I thought, you know what, what would Doug Giles do? And at that point, listen, uh, you're the one who wrote the book Raising Righteous and Rowdy Girls. And I guess she would say, hey, listen, uh, there's never, it's never uh, too young of a time to start teaching kids about some of the things that are going on in our world that need to be adjusted. So I took it that way, took it in stride and, you know, said, here, take one of these. Get yeah, absolutely, man. That's, that's- that was Jesus, brother. <laughs> right on. All right, man. So listen, uh, do, do, now am I, I'm probably not going, I'm going to be the guy, am I going to be the guy standing with that little, uh, uh, pops of, the little paddle that says Doug Giles on it in the baggage section for you? <laughs> no, I'll know who you are, man. I'll see you. Well, I've got a, I've got a real long beard now. It's about three feet long. Do you really? Yep. I saw this. Uh, I saw this. Uh, this uh, Ibex, this Bukharan Markor, and this uh, film on Pakistan had an incredible Billy Goat beard. It's like I'm running with that. Damn it! Nice. So now you're not gonna. Ha- you don't have like the uh, little uh, rubber band around the bottom of it, do you? Yeah, I got like eight. <laughs> <laughs> the the scrunchies on the bottom of it. 
All right, man. Hey, listen. And also, by the way, I found uh, I found some 1964s for you too. So you'll be happy about that. Those will be those will be waiting for you as well. Well, here's here's something. Uh, uh, I don't know if uh, your listeners will be interested if they have daughters that are uh, preteen or teens. But I found vintage. I don't know even how I stumbled upon them uh, two days ago. I found vintage. Uh, Ten Commandments for my daughter's potential boyfriend posters, and these are badass, man. So I, I, I brought uh, ten of them. So first come, first serve. I would put it in the front of your house, so when that zip-faced sixteen-year-old uh, wannabe hand-fisted suitor wants to take out the apple of your eye, as soon as he walks in the house, he sees that poster. His testicle shrivels, and the fear of dad uh, enters into his soul. <laughs> I love it. You know, we'll have to figure out some way that we could do some kind of a contest. Maybe whoever brings the, you know what? Whoever brings the best, here's here's how we'll do it. Here's how we'll do it, Doug, okay? If you bring us, whoever brings the best single shot firework to the MAC tonight, that we can blow off in the parking lot. Whoever brings the best uh, firework display, whatever. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to? Are you sure you want to do that in uh, St. Louis? We could have uh, we get swatted real quick if we're blowing stuff up in the parking lot. Well, there's a little place off to the side of the parking lot that we could we could do that. But here's the deal. Either way, that's what's going to happen. Happen. It, it, it's it's kind of like if you, it's kind of like bringing a canned good. You know, but instead bring a bring a firework, and to the first people to bring, uh, we we I'll say, let's just say right now we won't light them off, but maybe we'll keep them for the following day. And I guarantee you, over at Discovery Design in that lot in God's country, we can we can blast anything off in the parking lot. So where our Palooza is going to be, could, or or we could do uh, uh, maybe a uh, push up contest, whoever. <laughs> the most push-ups they get the poster hey jamie also um, i'm bringing you a roll of cnn toilet paper <laughs> nice uh, i want you i want you to put it on that uh, uh table that you're doing the broadcast so every day people see cnn toilet paper and uh i got i got a roll to throw out uh to some uh lucky attendant tonight too nice so. all right it's going to be a ton of fun man and uh thanks for making the effort to get up here and we appreciate you, and it'll look, I'll look forward to checking you out, meeting you at the airport, and then uh, we'll have a great day, great evening, great weekend, and uh, we appreciate you as always, brother. Yeah, buddy. See you in a little while. ClashDaily.com. Safe travels, my friend. Have fun. It's going to be a blast. And more, and, 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 literally a blast. <laughs> Mark Gason said, fireworks are illegal, no collusion. The only time it's the only time that left wingers like Kaysen like the police is when they're hassling us. Disguise, I was hypnotized, lost the track, struggle back. I wanted easy stuff to please me. Something in the dark began to squeeze me. See me there, thinner in the mirror, totally focused, no hocus pocus. Dare I give in to this thing gripping my skin to win? Thinking how to as the lights of the cars go by in a stream Seems like I stand pretty much unseen But I open my eyes and beams come out Give me, give me symphonies Give me more than the life I've seen 
Free Allman live here from the Discovery Design Studios. And it just so happens that is where we will be tomorrow, 12 to 6, at the Discovery Design lot. And so happy to see Dr. Eric Deputy on the Facebook page with us because it just so happens that Dr. Eric has generously provided us with a wonderful little Naputi Pediatrics kids area for the warrior and the wild man palooza there. It's going to have a bounce house, face painting, and balloon sculptures and that kind of stuff. So that's going to be a ton of fun there. Going to have uh, Billy Bush's uh, crafting beer on hand and really appreciate Billy Bush. He's a friend of mine, but also he's just a good guy. And it's great to have a Bush Brewing beer in St. Louis. And so he provided us with a bunch of uh, beer to drink. We're going to have to wristband you on it, but... That's just all the legal mumbo-jumbo. And also, we're going to have Q and Lou there with uh, barbecue. Uh, and we're going to have Kona Ice. And we're going to have music. Phil, Nine Killer, is going to be playing music for us. And Doug's going to be there with his books and all the other craziness. And maybe we will, indeed, be blowing off some fireworks. I don't know what the exact laws are out there in St. Peter's, but... Uh, we know that uh, Markation has already notified the authorities to be on the lookout for conservatives blowing off, you know, uh, firework blooms and everything else that we plan on doing. And I'm serious. If you do bring a, a nice, good firework tonight, we might not be able to do it out there in the lot of uh, the MAC or that little area off to the side. It's a grassy area where yesterday there were a bunch of kids smoking weed. 
But we could probably, we could probably do it there. Uh, I don't know. But if you bring him, I'd say the first five, and then I think Doug wants to do a push-up contest for the other five posters. So we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, so thank you, Dr. Eric, for all that. Uh, Dr. Eric Deputy, DeputyWellness.com. And I appreciate you, brother. And then uh, also great to see Tim Serdike on the Facebook page. Timmy Serdike, one of my favorite guys, and uh, Serdike Harley Davidson down there in beautiful Festus. Uh, Tim is a warrior himself. I hope you can make it out to the I, – I should have called you earlier, but I hope you can make it out to the event tomorrow at the very least, uh, Tim Serdike. Because, you know, I thought I, if I – called you earlier, I would have had you bring out some of your uh, vintage motorcycles for the little mini car show we're having. So I'm going to have uh, the Moto Exotica is going to be putting out the, the Batmobile out there, which is going to be fun. I think I've convinced Dave Sinclair to let me <laughs> put the Rubicon out there as part of the car show, which is kind of like a, it's my excuse for driving it another weekend. Yeah, I'll put the Rubicon as a car show for the Jeep, Dave. That's what it is. If you go down to uh, Tim Serdike's operation there in um, in beautiful Festus, he does ha- he has a little museum in Serdike Harley yeah, in, in the showroom there, and it's really cool. A lot of vintage motorcycles and stuff like that, and. Uh, Tim, I know, uh, too, buddy, this is a uh, hard time uh, of year for you, brother, uh, having lost your son in uh, June, a couple years back, and uh, military boy and West Point grad and just uh, West Point attendee and really just an amazing kid. And so I know it's a hard time for you, but I'm always thinking about your family around this time of year, my friend. So Tim Serdike, love you, buddy, and thanks for supporting Radio Free Almond just in terms of being on the Facebook. So. Maybe we'll see you out there, buddy. That would be great. So you were just um, giving me the news. Can we, by the way, if anybody knows, if anybody knows what the firework laws, because I, <laughs> it seems to me you can. I've bought fireworks out there in God's country, so I think you can. If you can buy them, you can out there. You can blow them off, right? I'm going to leave that up to our legal team. Nick Schroer would know the answer to that. Oh yeah, he would, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh come on. That lot's big enough. We could blow up, you know, well, I'm, I've got the 1964 cigars for Doug. All you do is light those up. You use those as punks. And then you just uh, light the light the wicks with them. That's how you do it. That's how you blow off fireworks. You don't have those little, you know, first of all, you don't use a lighter. And you don't use matches. Use your cigar. So we'll do that Saturday. Bring some fireworks tonight. We'll put them all in a bin, and I'll carry them around with me for tomorrow. <laughs> but unless it's illegal, because you would never do anything that was. And I'm here's what I'm going to do: if Casey comes out Saturday, I'm going to make him light one of the fireworks. <laughs> Somebody just sent me like the St. Peter's. Other than professionally operated firework displays approved through the proper city permits, fireworks are illegal to shoot off in St. Peter's. Oh come Saint- on! <laughs> What if we shoot them off inside uh, the bounce house? <laughs> like that's a, that's an enclosed area. We can put once the kids are done in the bounce house, we just fire them off within there. 
Jimmy, we had to get permits for literally everything this weekend. Like, to put up a tent, you need a permit. I mean, it was insane. In St. Peter's? Yes. Huh. I always thought they were more <sighs> progressive than that. Oh, well. They probably are. <laughs> what, if we, what if we shoot them off inside the Dave Sinclair Jeep? <laughs> It's this Jeep. <laughs> he says, Jamie, you own the Jeep now. Well, listen, by the time the cops get there, they will have been shot off already. <laughs> Is it a crime if it wasn't witnessed by the authorities? By the authorities. <laughs> of course, Mark Case will be the first one. He'll, he'll, the, the minute the police arrive, he'll tell on us. Right over there, officer. That's where the egregious conservatives just blew off a, a a big bottle rocket. We could have what we'd have is just like in the old days we'd have uh, bottle rocket fights. Oh, those were fun. Those are great. Why was that a good idea, by the way? Well, we'd have we would uh, take those um, you know those wiffle ball bats you have, yeah. and the 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 yellow wiffle ball bats. And then what you do is you cut off the top mm-hmm. of the wiffle ball bat. Or use a, back in the day, we, we also used Coke bottles. Or just hold it and just... You know, we, well, the Roman candle you would, but with a bottle rocket, you wouldn't... Sometimes you, one of the great things is you take a bottle rocket, you light it, and then you throw it up into the air. And it would be awesome because the bottle rocket then at that point was already aloft, and it would shoot off while it was in the air. Or turn back around and shoot towards you. Or you just take it and you throw it at somebody while it's lit, and then, then it chases them all around, and it's great. And the Roman candle fights were the best, because you just, you just point at somebody. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we would take, and this wasn't wise, but this is what we did. We take, you, you, you would take firecrackers, and then you would... Uh, you would just would unpeel them mm-hmm. and then b- have a big pile of the gunpowder or whatever that is, and then you'd light that. Usually, some, some usually one guy would light it with his face over it, and then that would be the end of that one. <laughs> yeah. that First was, and that, last. That, that's how we learn when we have Billy with his face burned off. We would uh, now know when he has no no eyelashes or eyebrows anymore. We'd know that that's not going to be happening anymore. I one time, so I had some fireworks that I bought and I did them in the backyard. And I I, I, I actually don't know whether that was illegal or not. But I bought a um, one of these lady like, it looked like a ladybug. Okay. And I thought, oh, the girls will like this because it's a ladybug. So I, and I'm, I do know fireworks to some degree, but the, oh, the girls like this because it's shaped just like a ladybug. And it looks like a ladybug and it has a, uh, you know, the whole red sure. and black, you know. So I lit this thing and the, it, it, it must have gone 150 miles an hour <laughs> through my backyard, <laughs> whistling and, it was unbelievable how this thing, and it shot into my garage door and dented my garage door. <laughs> the ladybug. 
Do you guys, have you, you guys who know fireworks, do you know the ladybug? Have you ever seen one of those? If you think that thing is like a little innocent Chinese, Chinese flower ladybug, it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a whistling, devastating, light-up, powered grenade that runs around your yard and will chase your children. And from that day on, your children will never trust you again. I could just picture it as you were describing it. Oh, because because that was when when and and the uh, from that time on, the girls then had now watched everything from the inside of the house. Now, <laughs> but that thing was that thing was pretty. Now you th- throw one of those at somebody, uh, oh. it'll. <laughs> You don't do that. But anyway, just be careful if you do. Don't don't bring one of those to get your poster. <laughs> Somebody's bringing a ladybug. Actually, do bring one of those. It'd be fun to light that in the parking lot and have that go underneath one of the... Go underneath a Tesla. See how the guy likes his Tesla after that. See how he brags about his Tesla once the ladybug has exploded underneath it. We'll see how that goes. So you just gave me the news that Anthony Bourdain is dead. Yes. Um, suicide in a French hotel um, while he was filming Parts Unknown for CNN. Wow. Suicide? Yep. Another suicide. Wow. I mean, unbelievable. He, um, I, I, he had, he recently, I saw he had, he had like a hot girlfriend and everything. Yeah, there's a picture of her. I mean, yeah, she's pretty young, pretty. Yeah, never had to pay for a for a thing. He'd eat his way through third world countries in Europe and never have to pay a dime for anything. How could his life been that bad? This is like an epidemic. In the <clears throat> he was kind of you know in the Hollywood community to a certain extent. He was you know floated in that community. It's. And there was Kate Spade the other day. I mean, it's just wild how rampant that is, specifically suicide. Yeah, and that's uh, – we talked about this yesterday. And Anthony Bourdain, I thought actually – actually, I thought a heart attack would get him the way I watched that dude eat. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, I was like – like, um, first of all, I, I really was not interested in – a show where I just watched a guy feed his face. It just, that's why I didn't like that fat dude with the, with the goatee. Yes. I I don't, I really don't want to see the nation's largest cheeseburger dripping down your goatee. I really just don't. And and, and it just is, was not interesting to me. What's his name? Guy Fierro or whatever. I mean, enough of that. Does he still do that? The diner? I think he's still on that show. See, I liked he was a huge liberal Bourdain. Um, and he always made each show very political and it always had a liberal spin to it. But I actually kind of liked the show. I mean, seeing the different parts of the countries and Yeah, the food looked good. I just didn't really like seeing him eating it, but the, the food all looked good. But it was it was but yeah, the the suicide thing is something that we talked about yesterday here and got a lot of response and it was an outgrowth of not only the news that 13 reasons why has now been signed on as a third season 
And it is about a person who commits suicide, leaves a cassette tape behind with 13 reasons why she committed suicide. And I have, and it came up in my family because Aiden brought it up to me, who was 13. And, and really technically is too young to watch the show. But by then, that was too late for a couple of reasons. One is because his friends have seen the show, which is what he told me. And so they're talking about it. And so therefore, somewhere along the line, somebody saw it. Now, whether these friends were allowed to see it or not, I don't know. These days, it's different than when we were kids where you were watching television uh, and the television was on. And your parents walked by while the television was on. And if you were watching Strip Cub live from Vegas, that show was going to be off. Of course, he didn't have that when I was a kid. He had Lost in Space, Ultraman, Gilligan's Island, and Maud. So those were the only four shows that you could watch at the time. So, you, but, but, so but, but, but nowadays, there are all kinds of different shows out there. And they're not on TV, they're on this, what I'm holding in my hand, which is a small device, it's a phone, and not only is it in your hand, but it also can be affixed with headphones that you can put on, and no one will ever know what you are watching or what you are indulging in. Same thing with a laptop, same thing with an iPad, whatever, and so the kids are watching it. Now, I did have a couple of comments afterwards from people. Um, and one was from Father Tom, who uh, had a relative commit suicide and said this is... Because I had, I, I had maintained that the very nature, the title of the show is disturbing. Because, in my opinion, there are no reasons why. There are no reasons to commit suicide. Suicide is selfish, devastating, cruel to the living, and designed to be that way. And so, in my opinion, there aren't reasons why. And in my opinion, telling kids that there are is dangerous. Now, on the other hand, I could see how some of these television shows can be illuminating in raising awareness about an issue. My problem with that is the same problem as when a school decides they're going to raise awareness about sex. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, well, if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to be the one to, to, to raise awareness about that. I don't need you raising awareness about it for me. So, but, but I understand the argument that's made by some people showing how bullying and a lack of attentiveness on the part of adults and sloughing things under the rug and all that kind of thing can be enlightening and can be educational and helpful. Unfortunately, I don't think, and, and Aiden should, was not of an age to watch it, but unfortunately that's just the rating on there, and he watched it. That's just the, 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 the bottom line, and so therefore it must be addressed uh, as, as that. And I think he watched it because kids talk about that sometimes, but they also... Uh, they don't talk about it unless it's brought up. Like uh, when I was 13, we didn't talk about suicide. 
It wasn't a, no. an issue. Some things are not are not designed to be um are not are not really designed to be part of a vernacular conversation. They're just not open to discussion. And and that and that's a problem because when you when you do that like like 13 reasons why does then you're discussing stuff, and really what you're doing is you're validating the act. I, and I, I don't think there's any way you can dispute that 13 Reasons Why essentially is kind of a backdoor validation of suicide. And, and, and so I have a real problem with it, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't yell at my son for watching it. I wouldn't punish him for watching it. I was grateful that he brought it up to me that he was because I think he was looking for me to say for my reaction to that. And I told him exactly pretty much what I'm telling you right now about suicide in general and and everything else. And so if he does come across it again, he at least has some balance attached to it that I told him, and therefore he can be a critical consumer of this crap that these people feel the need to throw out there on Netflix and, and beyond. So I'd like to arm him with that kind of that information. But then you have these situations where these adults, uh, rock stars, and, and these, these people are just romanticizing this. Uh, and, and I have no doubt that suicide has been romanticized in this culture. I have no doubt yep. about it. And I don't think 13 Reasons Why helps dim that in any way, shape, or form. And water that down a little bit. And, you know, with people who are these stars who are committing suicide, it used to be if somebody did that back in the old days, that was like a big, 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 big deal. Yeah. Now we have had two in the last three or four days. And and I, I have no doubt also that it is a thing that kind of uh, one starts the other and the other starts the other and the other starts the other. And so to me, and I, I haven't seen an uptick in, in, in the suicide rate among young people. I haven't seen that. So I can't say that this show is causing that. Uh, Suzanne Venker, who is um, awesome. She's a uh, culture warrior herself. She's local here and she's actually watching the uh, Facebook page and uh, thank you, Suzanne. SuzanneVenker.com. Eventually, Suzanne and, uh, and Gia uh, Valenti are going to have their own show on Radio Free Almond. It's going to be a really good one. These two, when they're together, it is, even when they're, when they're separate, it's amazing. But when they're, when they're together talking about cultural issues, talking about uh, the scourge of 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 this of this new feminism or whatever it happens to be and uh, you know Suzanne Venker is a noted author suzannevenker.com and you can see her books about uh, about how hey ladies guys want their balls back that's like one of her articles that she so she she understands uh what's going on and she truly is a uh, um a great intelligent force in in the cultural uh, vernacular here that in discussions that we have. And so she and uh, Gia, who is in her own right, as I put, she was in earlier and she's going to be in here on a more regular basis, just on the show itself. But uh, 25 years at the Muni and ha- now has a website, Learn with Moxie, which is all about uh, breaking kids of the device addiction 
that is causing them to a not only not know how to spell anymore, but also just not know how to interact with people anymore. So, um, which they're gonna, she is one of those individuals. But I'd love to know what Suzanne thinks about all this uh, because she would be able to kind of uh, chime in on the 13 Reasons Why deal. I think Gia has also been able to kind of uh, nail that down for me as well. So if you guys have anything to say, you can go ahead to the comment section and we'll kind of address it that way. But you know how I feel about it. And, you know, I, I just think that, that it is, um, it popularizes suicide. There's no way around that. Yeah. There's no, I, I realize a lot of people and a lot of people say that, well, we need to get it out in the open and discuss it. And, and that might be true to a certain degree, but when 13-year-olds are watching it, and, and again, they're not supposed to because the, 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 the rating on it suggests not to. Right. And, but, but they are. Yeah. yeah. It's, Good luck it's, stopping that. Right, exactly. I mean, it, it's an age-old thing, the playboy under the mattress yep. thing. It's, it, that's, people, kids are going to be curious. And um, and not only that, but you're in a household where apparently the, the the 13 reasons why is very popular among adults. So I so I don't you know I, I'm just saying it's it's in the wrong hands this kind of information. But but thankfully when Aiden talked to me about it, I was glad to know. I was, I appreciate him bringing it up. I think he wanted some direction on it. I think he was you know kids sometimes when they bring stuff up. Uh, they're they're not bragging about it or yeah. not doing it. They they really they want to hear from you about it, and and they want you to talk about it uh, because they're curious and and maybe even confused yeah. by the whole thing. So uh, that's uh, that's how that's all about. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Scott says men should not wear shorts with the little string ties <laughs> by the knees. I see. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. that. He's making fun of oh. my shorts. He doesn't like my shorts. I like them. Yeah, I like them too. Barefoot. Thanks for thanks for chiming in there, Scotty. He's got a Radio Free Almond thing as his thing, so I, I respect his opinion <laughs> to a to a to a degree. <laughs> Minus that little comment. Minus that opinion. <laughs> so you know where to take that little opinion. But nonetheless, I appreciate your opinion as it relates to your Radio Free Almond thing on the Facebook page. That's for sure. I love that, buddy. So uh, that was a discussion we had yesterday. And then lo and behold, then you have this thing yeah. with, with Anthony Bourdain. And it's like it's and, – and, and we had the, the couple guys. You know, first it was Chris Cornell. Then a couple weeks later it was somebody else uh, from – I can't remember what the, what the, uh, what the name of the, that was that uh guy was but another guy like a like a father of six yeah you know uh, it just is it's really tough to swallow uh but i do believe for the most part people are um uh people are let me let me let me read for instance uh jeff's uh um comment here because I, I i'm just reading it right off i haven't even vetted it yet he says oh, i understand you might be against your son watching the show 13 reasons why as well as against the show however i disagree with you uh slamming a conversation about suicide if we don't talk about this as well as the issues surrounding mental health drug issues we can't combat it as far as 13 year olds not watching it suicide is a leading cause of death of teenagers if you're going to slam it hope at very least some point bring in an expert on your show to discuss mental health and how we as a community can combat it. And I, I, I do agree with that, but, but 
why, why, where, where is the discussion taking place about suicide? And is it taking, and, and, and does 13 Reasons Why address even the issues you bring up, Jeff? B- because, yes, I mean, you, you, what, 13 Reasons Why, what I've been able to see of it is a person who committed suicide but then is, is blaming other people for it. And at that point, then, it is a de facto uh, admission that it's okay as long as you have a reason for it. Bingo. And, and, and so I'm, I'm trying to figure out, Jeff, how in your mind you think that helps the suicide discussion and mental health issues and that kind of thing when the show is based on somebody who commits suicide and then proceeds to blame a variety of people and things for it. Uh, I'm not quite sure how you think that that helps the discussion. So, uh, and and I don't know who who actually is an expert. Who do you see as an expert? Uh, because uh, we've heard from a lot of experts about a lot of things, and there have been experts in suicide around for a very long time, and it hasn't seemed to help matters. So maybe we ought to figure out. Maybe they. Maybe we're talking to the wrong experts. I totally agree. And imagine, think about it like this. Imagine if they did a show, 13 Reasons Why a Kid Shot Up a School. Well, as I said yesterday, the exact same thing. Yeah. Which was when you had somebody who was murdered, if a guy from prison just simply used that and and said, there's reasons why I killed this person or murdered this person, you wouldn't buy that. All I'm saying is I I know that there are experts out there in suicide but I know Netflix isn't one of them. So, uh, I, or it's hard to believe that Netflix would be one of them. And, 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 and can, can you tell me, Jeff, since you seem to be an expert yourself on 13 Reasons Why, who are the, who are the experts that 13 Reasons Why are consulting in their discussion of, of suicide? Do, do, I mean, because I, I haven't, to my knowledge, I haven't seen... Anybody in the in the advisory capacity on this particular show listed in the credits as a mental health consultant. So while you apparently worship 13 Reasons Why for its ability to raise the awareness, you're you're not demanding the same thing from 13 Reasons Why that you're demanding from me and that as we consult experts. So I'm just trying to keep everything on on balance here when it comes to uh, how we approach this thing. I-, I know that there are experts out there. I know Netflix isn't one of them. And I know the show 13 Reasons Why isn't consulting educational experts and everybody else beyond that. Now, I think it should. And I, I think, and it-, and it might, and I'm just not aware of it. So we can, we can talk about it from that angle. But, but as far as I'm concerned, you know, I- I'm not really knowledgeable about whether or not these, um, these people are really consulting the right people when it comes to uh to the suicide issue it's a big one and i think it ought to be discussed but i'm not quite sure how we think a tv show that romanticizes it is an adequate device and avenue for that discussion hey check it out he is in the house henry davis and plus we have doug giles driver coming up yeah Johnny Rose. 
with all of his crazy stories about the celebrities he's picked up in his car. Check it out, coming up. Yeah, now now they can just hear off this off the camera mic. So if you okay. want to come talk to them up close and let them know that we're fixing an issue. What's that? Okay. We had an issue, I'm fixing it, but now the mic can hear you on the camera so that you can oh, talk to okay. Facebook. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea what happened. I'm just trying to repair it. Alright, so we have uh, I don't know, what happened what did he say what happened? The computer went computer down? Computer went down. Computer went down, so that's what that what else what else can I tell you? But that the computer went down. You guys can hear me on the Facebook Live. But the computer went down, and um, that's where we're at right now. And we'll eventually get it fixed, I guess. But oh yeah, yeah. We got Henry. Well, um, the uh, the actual computer there went down. Yes. Okay. The inside there. Yes. Okay. So that's where we're at, people. That's right, white people. Kevin Davis is in there. So these mic do these microphones don't work at all? Not right now. Okay. Not so until we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to have Henry. Close up, right here, maybe. They can hear you, though. Yeah, they can hear me. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> if you can hear me, this friggin' blows. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, and this, um, and that's kind of what happens when you have uh, kind of, you know, uh, this kind of operation. Sometimes things don't always work properly and to the way that you want them to work. That's all. Yeah. So we'll fix it. We'll get it fixed. Hey. Um, make sure you guys go out there to. Um, the guy that, what? The guy that you were talking, that you responded back on air message. Yeah. I um. I gotta. You know what I should do? I should go out to my car and get the books, the uh, three books, oh, yeah. um, that we're gonna have tonight, and. Um, and you guys, I'm serious. I'm serious about bringing the fireworks. I'm not kidding you about the fireworks, um, because Je uh, because Doug is giving away uh, the posters, the, the the things, and he's going to give those away. So he's got ten of them. And I said to the first five people with the biggest, baddest ass firework, we're going to give one of the posters to. Now, whether we're going to light them off or not, I don't know. We'll see. It'll, it'll kind of depend on, you know, um, how many beers we have, all that kind of thing. So it just kind of depends. Hey, look at um, that monumental moment. Look. We finally crossed over. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Nice. What does that mean? Do we get something? 5,000. No. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a great. We've crossed over to 5,000 likes. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What does that mean again? I mean, yeah. it's good. It means we get a prize from Facebook. <laughs> it means we get a little check mark, a little prize from Facebook. And by the way, why are people hassling me over... Sh why is some dude on there hassling me over my shorts? Yeah, what was that? Like, what kind of guy does that? It's like, when, it's like when Phil was here. Somebody's like, his crotch. What about his crotch? It's like, it's like when, do, when do dudes comment on other people's clothes? Like, what dudes do that? I don't know, but Kenny Chesney does a concert in those exact same shorts. Yeah, he does a, Kenny Chesney does a concert in these exact same shorts. But by the way, I, but, but, I, but in general, fundamentally, though, um, what? do guys like, comment on other guys' clothes? Like, is that a guy thing? Because I don't think that's a Not guy thing. Really. No. I think, I think you've been pussified. <laughs> he needs to read the book. Yeah. 
even though you have the all radio free almond thing on your Facebook thing, you still haven't learned. Okay, we're getting. It's not good, but. Oh, it's, it's, it's not only is it not good, it's not good at all, for crying out loud. It's not good at all, people. Where's Henry? Where is Henry? Uh, by the way, uh, here's the deal. So tonight at, uh, that's, just, that's an update, I saw that yesterday. So tonight, um, we are going to have a, um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this off of here. Hang on. Oh, what? How do I get this thing off of here? Hang on. Oh, you know what I might do? I might screw this up. Oh, I, I think that Crap. is inevitable at this point. You think? <laughs> Hang on. I'm trying to slide this thing off of here. I'm gonna get this thing off of here. I'm watching. Hang on. Is it still is it still hooked? Oh, we've got noise. Alright, we're back. We're back. What do you, here, I can help you. What do you want? You wanna take this off? Yeah. Okay. It's tethered here. And it slides like this. There we go. Watch out, people! How far does this go? Well, about there. Oh, just about there? Yeah, oh, never mind in. then. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, we listen. Can, we can unplug it for a minute, but it's also plugged in right here. So. Oh, that's okay. Well, anyway, people, um, thank you so much for your patience, and uh, we're sorry that this happened uh, on Facebook. But is, are we up now? We are up. Now. Okay, now we're up on the stream, and so you can hop back up on the stream if you want to. Uh, and if you, some people, what you do is do you stream? Do you stream and do you... Uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> you laughing at behind there, Henry? <laughs> um, do you, so do you stream and listen? Like, do you is, is the stream listening? Uh, do you stream on the stream and watch on Facebook at the same time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so you all didn't miss a beat if you're on Facebook. Correct. But you did if you were on the stream. Correct. Right. Okay. And I'll, I'll be able to fix it in post where they can see the whole podcast properly all the way through once we once we solve the issue. So I will solve this problem so you can catch what you miss if you were listening to the audio stream only, I promise. That's Matt. You know, my mother-in-law knows you. Knows really? your family. Really? Yeah. Huh. Small world. Yeah, will you grab my phone over there, buddy? Absolutely. Let me tell people, let me tell people how we know Matt. My mother-in-law, Kathy. Let's see, people. Let me see my phone. But do, 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 do. Kathy, 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 Kathy. Oh, here. Um, I've been wanting to tell you that Matt is the son of Carol Ranzini Steltzer. That's that's JB's partner, Matt. Oh, okay. The other, the other, the other. He owns the Amsterdam Bar and Grill, and also part of the bar oh, side okay. of this place. Oh, well, never mind. Different Matt. I did run into a friend of yours the other day, though, uh, Steve Jung. Who? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Stan Jung. I said Steve Jung. Stan. Oh, yeah, Stan Jung. Stan, yeah, he's yeah, good. Yeah. He's a badass. He is a badass. He's definitely a badass. He's got guns. He does have lots of I'm, guns. I'm not talking about these guns. Ooh. You've been working out? Yeah, I've been working out, baby. My goodness. 
No, I haven't been working out. Well, you look great. Oh, but he's got guns as in guns, guns, guns. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. We're back. We're back. He's got to turn up your mic. Does my music go off? Your mute is, music is off. Give me one second. I'll... My, my mic is in on. Is my, my mic on? Mic is off. Oh, was, no! I was bringing you guys out of music. It will play. Huh? Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here, that, 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 I didn't do that here. You want to do one out of the mic? Ladies and gentlemen! Henry! What's up? What's up? What's w up? You Davis! Yeah! I'm the best plug flame in my house! And that star right here turns your body off. Show you the ropes! Oh, it's time for the party now. The party people! The party trailer in my house! My house! Oh! 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 Go ahead, dance, man. We'll do it. Show you the ropes. Yeah, show you the ropes. Trailer to my house. My house. Fifteen cases of correcting. <laughs> yeah. In the garage. Uh-huh. Out, out, out. He's playing moves. My house. It's Friday. Hey, by the way, buddy. Um, yeah. Now, that's be how out you there. bring a brother in. That's how you bring hey. a black man into the studio. Ow, ow. Now, I know how to bring black men into the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My house. Sure. What's so, up, Jay Money? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? You look good. Thank you. Thank you for that. So do you. I love the shorts, by the way. <laughs> I love the shirt. Hey, oh, hey by the way, I love the hat, which it says MAGA, but it's Make America Godly Again. There you that go. Part of it. There you go. That's my mission. I that like is that. my job. I have been chosen to make America godly again, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I have. That's really cool. We'll talk about that in a second. But I want to ask you quickly, though, are you going to be are you going to be able to make it out to the thing Saturday? I all? thought it was here. I, 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 I just heard you say this morning this is in St. Peter's. What's the matter with St. Peter's? <sighs> a couple traffic warns. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. The cops will be busy arresting us for blowing off fireworks. They're not going to bother you. I got a couple tickets, player. I go out to St. Peter's. <laughs> I might not make it home the weekend. Of course uh, I'm gonna be there, dude. Of course I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring the fam out. And... Are, are, is, it, is there a is there a tr is there a truth to the idea that somehow, um, like if somebody, like, mentions a place like St. Peter's or O'Fallon, 
Black yeah. people don't go to St. Pete's. <laughs> okay. Okay, just just gone. No, we don't we don't go out there. We don't we don't mess around in St. Pete. Anywhere if you gotta cross any bridge <laughs> other than East St. Louis, we're not going. <laughs> any bridge anywhere, Fenton or Fallon. All those when you see the when we see the river, that means no. <laughs> A small stream even. No, nah, we're not going to the, no, no, but of course okay. I'll be there. I can't wait. I'm so super excited, my friend. Oh my God! I'm so excited. The family is excited. Y'all say y'all gonna have some bounce houses yep. and yes, and we're gonna have a microphone too. So oh that's man, always we, good. Oh man, you microphone. need to get some karaoke going on out there, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, you know, sometimes I, I, like uh, you have done this on occasion because everybody is very excited always to like hear you do the Trump song. Oh or, yeah. Or the national anthem. You oh. sang the national anthem at one of our events at Dinosaur Radio, and man, that was. I think Amazing. that has, I don't know, maybe 200,000 views or something. Wow. It's, it's, uh, people still love it. You know, I, I, I look at it and just think back how, dude, how you, I, I can't really hear myself. That music's kind of oh, loud. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. I can't really, can't really hear myself. There we go. Is it too loud? Oh, 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 I, can, I can't hear. What? I, oh, I can hear perfectly. You coming from Wow, thank you for just blowing my eardrums. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the national anthem, I, you know, I, I just think back on, you know, when I first met you and, you know, how you took me under your wing and, you know, just, just how good you've been to me, you and your wonderful, you and your wonderful colleagues and your family, man, and I appreciate it. And there's just pretty much nothing I wouldn't do for you except <laughs> shoot a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm not going to be shooting any cops for Jamie, but I'll blow off some fireworks and whatever you want to do, man. I'm excited there's about there's Saturday. There's Tell me just a little bit more about what's going to happen. It's going to be, first of all, it's going to be food. Yes, but here's the thing, though. The, 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 but now you've given us an idea. Is it, uh, let's let the black dude blow off the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Blame it on Let's me. have the black dude then do I, it. Then I can honestly say, hey, I didn't know. <laughs> hey, officer, I, I had no idea. I mean, it was perfectly legal where I'm from. You know, I, I figured bring the party, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there will, there, there will be food there. Uh, there will be beer there. Oh. Uh, there will be water there. There will be misting stations there. Mm -hmm. There will be, you know, you... Uh, Doug Giles and you and Doug Giles get along great. Doug Giles, I heard about that. That's, that's the book guy. That's the book guy, and, yeah. and he's amazing because now it, it turns out that uh, Doug, everybody I know, which is really a great thing. I've I I always see see them as you would get along great with Doug Giles. So even when Doug Giles, even when I was with Suzanne Vanker or Gia Valenti, I was going. Doug Giles would love you, and yeah. I don't know what it is about the people I hang with. Um, you know, Doug Giles will love you too, right? You got your sound on, Henry. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm streaming. I'm streaming this. Please turn on, your radio down, caller. I'm <laughs> streaming this on my. You know, I'm sharing it this time, and oh, yeah, I'm okay. sharing it. So Margaret Sharp says, "I'll protect you, Henry." Now, Marta Munson, right there. That is my angel. Uh, love Henry. I will. I'll tell you about her off the air. I well, can't do because Mar Marta was on yesterday. Marta Munson. Yeah, and oh she she God. had some really great things to say. I can't remember. Oh I think it was about the uh, discussion we we're having. So she's she's give, pretty give, sharp. Give, give, give me your ear. Let me whisper something in your ear. Okay.
Oh, okay. I feel like I could hear that in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> why won't you? So why can't you say that? Because it's not. We we it's not, we're gonna do it at the great reveal. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. no, the right. great the great reveal. But anyway, Jay Money, but I am. She, I am she might have the baby before that. She <laughs> might. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Marta? I'm just kidding. Did you hear that, Marta? What's up, Gail Grazia Valente? She said, that's you she, have yeah. super cool friends. That's Gia. See, now you, uh, that's another one. You, you and Gia would be great together, too. Who's Gia? You know Gia? Gia Valente. Oh, yeah. Uh, 25 years at the Muni. Wow. Uh, tall, beautiful, Italian. Whoa. And, and also, by the way, smarter than heck. And she uh, has, uh, has a new website. Called okay. Learn with Moxie. Learn with Moxie. And uh, Moxie is what she has, but she is trying to get people off of, like, kids from ruining their lives by just constantly being on their devices. And oh, that's, like that. my, that's my son. No, no, but, but, but learning how to communicate, though. Because believe me, no one raised in your household does not know how to communicate. I guarantee well, you. Well, no, that, that's true. But let me tell but, you something. That thing right there, boy, that's a good babysitter. I mean, let me. Yeah. Well, I got a two-year-old, and yes. my two-year-old can take can take your phone <laughs> and go on the YouTube and look at Elmo. And it, I mean, yes, yes. I mean, literally, he even know how he even knows how to hit the the the, the microphone yeah. and say Elmo, <laughs> and boom, it'll come up. Seriously, I mean, it's, it's just mind blowing how. How much he learns on there. I mean, it's it's well, it's really... and, and that's that, that's the thing. That's that's why it's such a double edged sword for many people. Because uh, first of all, technology and and she's not a luddite by any stretch of the imagination. Meaning, she she is not anti technology. Okay, and, and that's an important well, that's distinction good. to make that's because good. because it's not about being anti technology. It's about managing the technology to where you're using it for maximum benefit. There you go. Uh, and 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 maximum benefit actually can be. She said, because everybody does it, uh, you know, it's date night, and mommy and dad are trying to eat without a uh, little one jabbering and interrupting yeah. them. So maybe they might, maybe it's, the, it's, maybe it's the only time that a couple actually gets out, and, and maybe couples sometimes, they, they, they don't have a sitter, don't have this, and they will still want to get out and, and be together. And if the Hand kids are the there, phone, baby. Then, then sometimes look that here. works. Look, I'm going to tell you. I, I think... What? I got a two-year-old. Yeah, I do. Now, I, I'm looking at Gail, and she says, no, stop it. Gail, I have a two-year-old, okay? And my two-year-old, when I, when mom and I don't want to be bothered for a little while and we need some wine time, here you go. Take the phone, son. Oh, thank you, Daddy. And listen, let me tell you something. This phone right here mm-hmm. is a great babysitter. But let's move on. Let's well, talk here's, about something else. But, but, but here's the one thing, though. And I think what happens is, that it goes, it's, it's that I think is probably a, a semi legit thing that people just have to do, and that's what they do. But what's happening now is like we've got like 13 year olds, and five of them will be in the same room, and all of them will be on their phone when five of them are in the same room. They're not, we're not even talking to each other. Or I think this is kind of fascinating. See, I'm gonna look at it from another side now. I think that's I think that's that's pretty cool. If I was 13 and I was in the room, well, we didn't have these when I was 13, but just you just kind of kind of look at it. this is 2018. This is a different day and age, and you're just sitting there and I'm looking at you, but you're on my phone and I'm looking at you and you're on my phone. That's kind of pretty cool. I mean, I don't understand the. I guess I don't understand the... Well, the, if you're on what, your phone, if you're on your phone, then you can't tell your friend that he's rolling the joint too tight. 
Some of them do. See, you know, you, and, you, and you, you, you're not seeing that that, that, that he hasn't uh, cleaned the, all the seeds out. Well, evidently, you don't be on Instagram, <laughs> buddy. Instagram, says, they roll blunts live. She says, "Oh, we have work. We're to do live with the Kush bag, ladies and gentlemen." But uh, yeah, let's well, talk about Saturday. I mean, I'm yeah, super, Saturday's gonna be great and, and super excited. Let's also talk because I, I think uh, if some of you are just recently being because when 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 I was on Dinosaur Radio, I never had time like to talk to like when when Henry's on with me like for instance when we did TV. Oh, with we the- took time on TV. Oh yeah. Henry's not geared towards a five minute segment, so whenever I wanted to have Henry on, the radio wasn't a place to do it because I'd always have to take a break after seven minutes yeah. and boom, I got to go. So that's why I'm glad to have you here and I could talk to you. Oh and yeah. Just have a discussion. One thing I want to ask you though is is um. You were initially you were an original Trump supporter. Still is, uh, you, uh, and you made waves the, the day after the election when you did your laughing bit. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and 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 since that time, you've come under a lot of criticism. People in your own neighborhood, yep. everything else. But now, because because uh, I remember you being on TV and you were and and they were all they were they were very open minded in the yeah. urban community. Yeah. But hadn't seen anything happening yet. Mm. Then we get these numbers that show that. The black unemployment rate is the lowest it has been in history. And my question to you is, do you think, have you seen evidence that that is having an impact at all on people in your neighborhood, for instance, who are still kind of on the fence or were before this suspicious of the president? What a wonderful question. You must have read my mind. Yesterday, a guy by the name of Lil Johnny. Lil Johnny lives in the hood. You know, Lil Johnny ain't never had a job before. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe maybe a little, you know, job here and there. You know, do a little stuff. He'll come and wash your car, this kind of stuff. Lil Johnny, I was sitting out on the front yesterday. And Lil Johnny uh, was walking by. And he was kind of clean looking. You know, usually he's not really, you know, too clean or whatever like that. You know, I throw him a couple dollars here and there. Hey, man, yeah, yeah, me out with him. You got a cigarette and stuff like that. So yesterday I was sitting out on the front. On the front porch, and little Johnny was walking by, and he was he had on some little casual pants, and the shoes looked like he cleaned them up a little bit. I said, and this is this is a true story, you know. I'm, I'm not making this up. I walk, he walked by, and he said, "What's up, Unc?" I said, "What's what's up, little Johnny? What's going on, baby? What you doing?" He said, uh, "I'm getting ready to go to this, go to work." I said, "Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, what?" He said, I'm getting ready to go to work. I said, well, you going to work? Where you work at? Oh, man, I'm just, you know, going to this little place over here. They got me, you know, cleaning up and stuff like that. I said, well, what's the name of it? He said, uh, uh, I, uh, what the hell he say the name was? He said, it's on Lindbergh. I said, on Lindbergh? I ain't never heard of it. He said, yeah, man, they just want me to come by and clean up and stuff because they need a little help. I said, so, well, good for you. He said, yeah, man, Trump doing it for us, baby. He getting us some jobs, baby. <laughs> 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 I was, I just said, I said, hold on, hold on. I said, who doing? He said, man, you know, man, you know, it's your, he said, I'm going to admit it, man. It's your boy in the White House, man. You know, he, uh, he, he, this is what he's, this is his actual word. He said, he getting them white folks to hire us black people, man. We, we liking it, man. We liking it, baby. I said, well, I said, I told you, I told you, man, it's going to make a difference. He's going to make a difference. You just watch what I tell you. And so, uh, to really, really elaborate on the answer, everybody working, Jamie. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody working. You know what President Trump's ultimate goal is, though, you know, is to have Johnny be the one 
that hired little Johnny, people. Little Johnny. Little Johnny. Yeah. yeah be yeah, the little one. Johnny. Little Johnny be the one that hired people. Not, that, not, that, not, not little Johnny. Little Johnny. I said that, didn't I? No, you said little Johnny. It's little Johnny. Little Johnny. No, little. Little Johnny. There you go. Little Johnny. Little Johnny. There you go. You got to say it right now because it's a little Johnny and then there's a little Johnny. Well, President Trump wants little Johnny. There you go. And 50 Cent. There you go. To, uh, to hire. Yes. To be the one to hire people. And, and so, so it's not enough, and, and it won't be enough eventually, just to have blacks working and cleaning floors. It's about people being well, stakeholders in an economy, yeah. uh, buying boats, yeah. buying homes, yeah. raising families like everybody wants to do. Now, let me ask you this, though, because we've talked about this before. Because listen, I, I think I think people think only blacks actually are live in poverty, but right. Yeah, but but yeah. white people do too. In fact, if if you look at it, there's a lot of white people, but but everybody, in my opinion, uh, and and there are always those people who want a handout, right? But but for the most part, it seems to me like you, uh, the stories you're telling about people you meet, there are a lot of people who who would. Gladly choose a paycheck oh, over yeah. a handout every oh, yeah. day, oh, any yeah. day. The people I'm talking about are, are people that uh, felons uh, because they because they have a, a, a record. They can't you know they can't get a good job. Won't nobody yeah. hire them because they they check that box. That's what we call it, that box. So and then uh, other people are people that are just tired of sitting around doing nothing, you know, and watching the world go by. Mm-hmm. They want they want to get up and go to work, you know. I'm tired of waiting on a check. We call them crazy checks in the hood. Uh, I'm tired of waiting on my crazy check, man. I want to get out and, and make some money, you know, mm-hmm. get paid every week, you know, every two weeks, that kind of thing, you know. Uh, I want to be able to vote. You know, uh, I want to do jury duty. You know, if you ain't pay, if you're not filing taxes, then you know you ain't paying the jury duty. And I'm just, I, I'm seeing it every day. Yeah. How how people in my community, I'm talking about in the community which I live in in Walnut Park, are actually getting up, going to work. I walked into a, a Dollar General. I don't know last week, and this neighbor of mine is about three houses down. Uh, I see him every day. You know, you can tell that he, you know he he's a landscaper and he. Doing landscape and stuff yeah. like that every now and then, you know. But for the most part, he he wasn't a nine to fiver. I went in the Dollar General to complain about the customer service. <laughs> Seriously, and at Dollar General, at Dollar General, oh, what yeah. was wrong? Well, they were advertising dollar uh, ninety nine for Little Debbie snack cakes, right? It was advertising. Boom, dollar ninety nine on the shelf. But they. The sale was over. Is it Lil Debbie or Little Debbie? Little Debbie. Okay. Little Debbie. Okay. And then when you look at, if you look at the question. fine print, it the sale ended Friday, but I, I was in there on a Monday. Mm. But I didn't look at the fine print. All I saw was $1.99. So when I go up to the counter to pay for it, it rang up $3.75. I said, what you mean $3.75? As Make it a should, long, right? No. It should rang up $1.99 because that's the advertised price. What I'm saying is- They had that, the sign out. If yeah. you had the sign out- that's true. You right. can't just like, don't read the fine. They shouldn't. Ha- they shouldn't have fine print on a sign that is expired already. That's there not. You the, that's not the thing. So the, the thing I was complaining about is that the the lady, of course, she was black. She was trying to make me pay the regular price. I said, I'm not paying the regular price. I'm going to pay what the advertised price is. Well, I'm not going to honor it and blah blah blah. I said, okay, well, fine. I'll call corporate. You know, it's not a big deal. So I called corporate, and uh, corporate got the manager to call me. 
And okay. the manager called me and had me to meet her up at the store. Well, when I went up to the store, I see my neighbor standing up at the counter with a Dollar General shirt on. <laughs> I said, what you doing in here, man? He said, I'm working. I said, you got a job? <laughs> he said, yeah, man. I'm I said, how long you been there? She said, my first day. Wow. <laughs> I said, well, good. Good for you. And he said, he said, well, what's wrong? I said, I need to see the manager. I'm up here to make a complaint. <laughs> pretty soon that's going to be him. So well, pretty much what yeah. happened, pretty much what happened was is, is uh, she honored, you know, what I said. She honored, uh, she gave me a couple coupons. So look, I think she gave me a $10 coupon and a Five dollar coupon and for bought, a little Debbie snack cakes, or just and for... bought me the the little Debbie snack cake. Wow! So it kind of worked out. Kind of worked out for me. Oh, that was um, good. Well, see, aren't you glad you didn't hop the counter and open the cash register? <laughs> no, <register? laughs> I don't do. <laughs> when you, um, you handle it the right way, I don't do stuff like yeah. I handle it the yeah. right way. I handle it the right way. I'm, I'm I'm one of those people to where I try to bring awareness to our black uh, uh, employees. Because a lot of times, and you know, I get a lot of times black people think you doing think they doing you a favor by serving you. When you go into a black establishment like a McDonald's and the staff is pretty much black, they treat you, you know, they really kind of treat you a little shabby sometimes. Although white people do that to other oh, white oh, people oh, too, though. Yeah, okay, I, I can imagine. Yeah, they do. I can imagine. Sometimes I've walked into places where it's like a restaurant or something. It's like, what are you doing here? I'm like. <laughs> I'm here to spend money. What are you talking about? Don't roll your eyes at me. Don't look at me like I owe you money. But then you, but then, but then you go into now. It's just the opposite. When I go into a white establishment, you know, because I was driving trucks and I'm no longer on the road uh, now. But when I was, you know, going to like way out somewhere was just nothing. I'm, I'm talking to 75 people and I'm the only black person. It's like they roll out the red carpet. I'm talking about I walk in the door, man. They're like, hey, how you doing, sir? Nice to meet you. How can we help you today? Would you like some coffee and blah? I'm like, wow. You know, did, do y'all know who I am for real? I'm serious, man. They you treat sure you, you walk in because you had a, with a mask on your face? No. I walked in with a, a Donald Trump Make America Great oh, Again. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That may have helped. And my a Go Trump or Cry t-shirt. But the point I'm making is, is when, you, when you go into a black establishment, it's like, hi, can I help you? He said, "Well, yeah, uh, what, you, what kind of special y'all got today? Can't you read the board up there? The board says." Yeah. I said, "What well, day? <laughs> well, uh, give me your number four. You want large, small, or medium? Well, how much is the difference, don't it? Oh, medium is fifty cents. Man, I said, "Well, you know, <laughs> too many questions. yeah, yeah, yeah." So, so uh, let, me, let me ask you this too, because yesterday we talked about this with uh, Jim Talent, and I like Jim. He's a great guy, and he actually had a meeting with Tim Scott yesterday before we talked to him. And Tim Scott is the senator uh, from South Carolina who is a great guy, black guy, uh, who is more focused a lot on uh, the urban community than maybe some other, like Lindsey Graham would be. Okay. Uh, but so uh, Tim Scott and, and, and Jim Talent met, and Jim has, has had a long history, even when he was a congressman, of – like people in urban areas know who he is as a okay. Republican, which is yeah. kind of odd because most Republicans just simply bypass urban areas and then, and forget about them, but not the ones I am privileged to know. And so uh, Jim was talking about the the methods by which the government could help communities help themselves. And one of them would be through, you know, uh, deregulating the banking industry where we, where you have more community banks, yeah. uh, crime, uh, issues, poverty issues, those kinds of things. Yeah. 
and, and you know, and, and schools in particular, school choice in particular, all these issues that are important to the urban community, although the Democrats would never admit that. Yeah. So, and I'm not this just about Democrats, but you know what I'm saying. So I, I told him, I said, you know, it seems to me that in some urban areas that if you, if you work on the economy, like, for instance, if you, like, as you point out, if there are more stakeholders in the economy, yeah. the whole uh, broken glass theory starts to disappear because uh, when people are building and taking pride and, and having a stake in their communities yeah. and their schools and yeah. their neighborhoods, you'd be amazed what crime does. Because crime is all about the pathologies. There are a lot of people who are focused on the actual weapons but a lot of crime is about the pathology surrounding the crime. Exactly. Poverty, yeah. mental health issues, whatever. Well, uh, not so much as mental health issues. That I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I appreciate the argument, but uh, everybody ain't crazy. No. Uh, but in, in the community, crime, from what I see, this is my personal opinion. I have no basis for this statistic or anything, but crime, from what I see, for the most part, is because you don't. It's, it's for money. Uh, if you don't have no money, you got to go out and get it. Whether you got to rob somebody, whether you going whether you gonna sell drugs, whether, you know, whatever you whatever you got to do to eat. That's what we say in the hood. If you, cause we want to eat. And in order to eat, you got to have money. So if I got to go rob somebody or if I got to hustle or if I got to what, do, what, do, whatever the case may be, uh, I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do to survive and to eat. Now, when it comes to when I was growing up, there used to be banks all in the neighborhood. I used to live right off of uh, 25th and Bremen in North St. Louis. And there was a bank like right there on West Florissant, on Florissant called, uh, uh, was that Lindell? Lindell Bank. Lindell Bank was a Lindell Bank. Might have been a bank right there, and then it was a bank right up there on Grand and St. Louis Avenue. You know, we had banks in the community. Now, you know, there's no banks in the community, and and that was because we had businesses in the community, mm -hmm. black businesses. Oh man, we had stores. Different. We had the, the store called the Dairy, and we had a, 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 a Lee store. Uh, we had a uh, Kroger in the neighborhood. We had all of these different businesses, and that was be and, and what that did was is that brought jobs, and people would spend within the community, and then you know it would it would flourish right. the community. But now it's 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 like dry desert land. It's like almost like third world countries when you go over to places like Lee and Carter, and uh, over on streets like Salisbury and. And, well, they're bringing Salisbury back. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Salisbury's coming back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but if you go on to, you know, like my old street, Vest, the street that I was born, raised, and grew up on, I think there's maybe three families, original families that's on that block. The rest are vacant houses. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, it's 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 horrible. And Usually if it's, if, it's a, if it's a street named after a bird, don't go there. <laughs> like what? For Rent instance? Avenue. <laughs> Uh, Oriole. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go near those. I've two. never heard of that. That's good stuff. That's he said Red Avenue. Yeah. Red Bud. But uh No Wren Avenue. Who? Wren. W R E N oh, Avenue. I thought you said Red, like Red no. Bird. Wren Avenue is where uh lots of things hit the fan over there. I'm just saying. Oh, W R E N. Yes. Yeah, I don't go over there. S no, serious serious question. Do you in that area around the Florissant area, are people trying to your friends and you know, family maybe, um, are they trying to leave and move elsewhere in the St. Louis in and around, or are people 
moving to or staying no, or people would love to move but can't afford to because the it, price difference in the home yeah well that and it's just you just can't afford to move it costs money to move it costs you know you gotta have first last month security deposit then you have to have nowadays sure. everybody's checking your credit and most people most people not everybody but i'm just keeping it real mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. people like myself has horrible credit so if you don't find it, in order to get a real nice apartment or a real nice okay. place, and you got to have some good credit, so you got to take what you can get. But if it, I, I, I really do believe that eighty percent of the people in my neighborhood, because I know pretty much everybody, don't want to be there because the crime, because of the, you know, I mean, it's 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 home, but well, know. and that and that's why too. All kinds of systems have to be in place because people are wondering. There, there are there are people who actually could sometimes blame the victim, so to speak. For instance, in a bad neighborhood, they're like, "Well, you, if you see something, say something." But the problem no, is, what happens is like the problem is you turn somebody in, yeah. and and the justice system turns that person out in two days. It's no wonder somebody doesn't ra- tell on somebody because they know they're going to see them again. On the street in it's, two days. It's not even that. If you tell on somebody, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to make sure you can move, because it's not you don't have to worry about the person getting out and seeing you. You right. got to worry about the, the hood, the people in the neighborhood. You know, now you marked as a snitch, you know, because they're gonna man. Police can say all the stuff they want. If you tell on somebody, people gonna know who told. Because police have a sneaky way of doing it. Well, you can remain anonymous and you don't have to. You go and tell on somebody in the hood. The police going to always be at your door. And then they hold that against you. They hold it like, well, uh, you know, it'd be kind of messed up if everybody knew you snitched on such, 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 such. So now you got to cooperate. Well, then how do you change that then? Because that, that seems to me to be uh, the, the fault of the people who are going after snitches. That's That's not the fault of anybody else but the community that is... Uh, basically uh, shaming somebody who's trying to do the right thing. Well, the way you change, well, we can't personally change it. It's, it's, I'm telling, it's, it's more of a police issue. What I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is, is that the police in the neighborhood, if you come forward for some way, some reason or another. And okay, say for instance, now this is just hypothetically because I ain't never snitched on nobody, but uh, let's make that clear. Uh, but hypothetically, if I say, okay, that guy over there, and I know some heavy hitters, so they they can attest to this. But that guy over there, he such and such, and he 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 he, he murder is a different thing. Okay, let let me let me let me clear that up. It, I don't consider snitching if it's murder. Now, if it's street justice, this, see, you got all kind of parameters. You understand what I'm saying? Not to say that this guy deserves to die, but this guy came and shot up your mama and your cousin and your brother for no reason looking for you. And then somebody went back and got him, And then, but I know who went back and got him. I ain't got nothing to say about it. That, that, you, know, that's, you, you understand what I'm saying? But now, let's get to my point. If the police, if you come forward to the police and say, well, I know... Uh, something about this, this such, 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 and then they say, "Well, you, you we're not gonna, you gonna remain anonymous and blah, blah, blah." So now, when it's time for them to prosecute, they come looking for you yeah. to bring your statement forward. And you say, "Well, no, 
you know, I, I, I told you that I don't want to be a part of the whole hoopla. I just tried to tell you who it was. Well, we, we need your testimony, but no, I can't give you my testimony. Well, it'll be a bad thing for us to let the community know that you was working with us in the first place. That's how we found out. They'll say that? They, oh, yeah. Mm. Is this because oh, yeah. the police are still... Uh, serious question. Yeah. The police are still not of your community they're still yeah. is that still a the, thing yeah, the, the police don't live in the community that's where they work they come over there they ride around and they do their thing and then they leave they don't live in the community so it don't make them no difference whether somebody come back on you or not mm. you know their their job is to solve the case you know and and get the information and then they leave they don't have to live there and and put up with the repercussions of somebody snitching so you know, that that's the whole thing there's still it's it's getting better. It's getting a little better. You know, I love the police. Everybody know I, I love the police. I love to see them. You know, I shake their hand and all that. But it's some people that just won't even talk to the police. We go, I, a guy could get stabbed right next to you, dead, bloody, and you sitting right there on your front. And when the police come up and say, see, you see anything? They say, nope, darling, I don't talk to y'all. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they don't even want anyone to see them associating. Right. With police, yeah. So, all right. Well, I got another question for you. How come black people, when they kill people, they don't eat them or put them in refrigerators or boil their hearts and that kind of stuff like white people do? Because we don't taste that good. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. You know. We don't. We like white meat. We don't like dark meat. But I mean, why? Why aren't there? Okay, I'll ask you this one. We like I'll, white meat. We don't like dark meat. <laughs> well, black people, if they kill white people, they don't. They don't eat them either. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that, but that's why we go to Popeyes. They we order white meat. We want the breast, you know. We don't, let me tell you, we don't uh, eat the leg and the thigh. But it is true what Chris Rock <laughs> says, though. What? Like for instance, he says that um, like black people like rarely kill like their parents, right? Like they like they, they don't do like like white people do that, but black people don't. No. Why, do you, why is that? Because you learn from an early age that. If you kill your parents, then your uncle and your cousin, and they're going to kill your ass. <laughs> okay. So, Fair you, enough. So there's a respect level. I mean, you don't even think about killing. Well, it's, it's, you know, like, like, my, like my, 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 my kids and the way I grew up, you don't, that's not even something that goes, that we even, enter, a thought that we entertain. Because for some reason, our parents put that God fear, and they put that fear of God in us that if you think about, doing anything to me not only will you know the rest of the family you know mm. get you but god gonna get you you know something to that to that sense. all right so so why are there only school shootings for instance in white suburban or rural areas and there are never any school shootings for instance in the most violent areas of our country you know what because, i mean because because the teachers have guns I'm telling you, I, I, I keep it plain for you, brother. The reason why you don't see black kids walking up in black schools shooting black kids is because the teachers have guns. You don't, you don't, they don't advertise it. Right. But you know Mr. Brown got a gun. You know Miss Patty got a gun. 
You know, Mr. Such Such had a gun. Just like this one guy that they're claiming that a hero, the white guy that covered up this student or whatever, or, or grabbed or whatever, he got shot or whatever. Yeah. It wouldn't have been that none of that in, in Roosevelt High School. Soon as you walk up in the door shooting, somebody gonna pull out one of the staff members, gonna pull out a gun, they're gonna pop you. <laughs> or you're not gonna even come up in there. You're gonna catch somebody outside. Mm. Now, outside is a different story, but then there's police officers outside. But you're not going to walk up in any black school shooting nobody because there's a silent code. Mr. Brown, Miss Williams, Mr. Gray, Mr. Ford, they got guns. And you can tell, you can kind of see the little bulge, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you can kind of see it a little bit. But Miss Jackson, when you, see, when you see black women staff members, they always got their purse with them. You know when they say don't leave your purse lying around, they not leaving it around because some money in it. They leave, they they keeping it on their shoulder because they got a gun. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why, to answer your question, Mr. Allman, why white kids walk up into the because you know we don't want guns in our school and that stuff. And then you even got staff members saying, "Well, I'm not a, a fan of staff members carrying guns." But here come, but here come little Christopher, and then all of a sudden you hear the pop, 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 pop. Everybody get behind the desk. Everybody get behind the desk. <laughs> not right. in a black school, partner. <laughs> it's gonna pop, pop. Y'all be, be stay here. I'll be back. They going to get whoever shooting. <laughs> Mr. Brown is going to the to the firefight. Who is that? Oh, look, Craig, I'm going to tell you right now. You better put it down, Craig. Put it down. Craig, go pop, pop, pop. That's it. Question over. And then that's why, that's why you the, never really hear of blacks getting killed in massacres. Never, you will never hear about that because we don't. We, we carry guns, man. We use our guns. We, we, I would rather, the thing is, is I would rather be caught with it than without it. I rather you. I rather the police catch me with a gun than somebody that's trying to shoot me and I don't have it. Mm -hmm. You will never. Well, I'm not gonna say never. Ne never say never. But to this day, no black student has walked up in a black school or a white student walk up in a black school for that matter shooting nobody because they got guns. But then also at the same time, people will say, well. Uh, and I, I, I will probably hear from somebody that they'll say that, well, yeah, that might be true, but then all you have to do is look at the south side of Chicago or the streets of St. Louis, and there is death, and it's on the street corner, or it's yeah. on here, it's on there. Yeah. Well, so that's, a, that's another problem altogether that's that, a whole that, that you problem. don't see in the white community. It ain't in the school. Well, okay, the reason why, like I said, because mainly majority of the white communities, people go to work every day. People leave the garage door open. Mm -hmm. They got Cadillacs and Mercedes and stuff sitting out in front of the houses. They're paying their taxes, you know, they're this, that, and the other. And kids are in daycare and blah, blah. In the black community, ain't nobody got nothing to do. You ain't got nothing else to do. You hungry. Uh, you ain't got no bus for her to get to work, let alone mm -hmm. a car that's running so you can get to work. So you see old uh, Linda over there and Linda... Doing all right. Well, we're gonna break in the house. You know, we got to eat. Mm -hmm. You know that it's that's the mentality. If the black communities had the the resources, when I say resources, the jobs. You know, we don't need no more stamps. We don't need no more WIC. Well, I like WIC. WIC is pretty good. I ain't gonna. I'm gonna take that back. Thank you, WIC. Uh, but we don't need the, the the type of programs to where it's free all the time. We give us a nine to five, and we can get up, make us some money, go to work, have an honest living. 
then that that'll that I'm tell you, crime will be almost oblivion. I mean, it would be it would be almost erased from the black community if there was a chance for everybody to, to have an equal opportunity at the same job. And do you believe that there's optimism that that's going to change? I mean, it's you, changing right now. Yeah, I when I first moved into my neighborhood uh, two years ago, there were eight murders. Well, seven and a half, because the other guy didn't die. Seven and a half murders in just within the one, within a three block radius of my house in one year. I don't think there has been a murder. A couple of people got popped. You know, when you say you get popped, you know, you did something stupid and you got popped. But like in uh, that butt or something or the leg. Well, when whatever. you yeah, when you jump on a seventy year old man and try to rob him, his family gonna come pop you. Lucky yeah. they didn't kill you, stupid. But uh, so they just they just do the they just pop they, they don't they just pop you to, to pop you and they don't because yeah. they, they want to kill you. Just they get, kill you. Yeah, if they want to kill you, they kill. A lot of time they just pop you. you. Say, man, I'm gonna pop you. That means I'm not gonna kill you. You know, now if they say I'm gonna murk you. That means I'm going to murder you. Say, well, I'm going to murk you, dude. I'm going to brush you off. That's different. But, you know what I'm saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just popped them. You know, that means get you in the leg or something, you know, let you know, look, you was wrong. There hasn't been one murder in my neighborhood this year. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And, and, and mainly because I'm telling you, I'm watching people getting up, going to work. People got something to do. They doing stuff. They ain't got time to go rob nobody because they going to work. Even some of the drug dealers, you know, I hang out with them. You know, we, we kick it. We drink beer and stuff like that. They come up to me and say, man, I'm tired of this kind of life, man. I got to look over my shoulder. I'm finna go and get me a nine to five. So you finna get you a nine to five, man. You make $500 a day. Yeah, but it's dangerous, you know, such, yeah. such, 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 such. Yeah. And then next day, you know, he ain't the plug. That's what we call the plug. He ain't the plug no more. He got a job. Man, I'm good, man. I'm gonna take care of my kids. I wanna, you know, I want my I wanna be here for my my you know, my yeah. kids to see me and that kind of stuff. People run up in your house, we call them stick-up boys. They run up in your house, boom, kick your door and kill you and your whole family for an ounce of whatever. Yeah. That's how it works. So it's dangerous, man, and, and 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 people are working, man. You just don't know, Jamie. People working, man. When I say people working, you see, lady, you see these single mothers that's been sitting up getting stamps for you know years and years and welfare, going to the bus stop in the morning with their kids, dropping their kids off at the daycare and going to work. Yeah, and happy about it. Cause then at the end of the year they can file some taxes, get them a car. Yeah, cause they got a pay stub now. We got a pay stub. You can get a car credit. You know, yeah, you can get yeah. a car, show that you're working. Boom, they driving cars. I'm looking at this. I said, nah, she get that car. She got an Audi. And I'm, you know, I got my little Ion. <laughs> she got an Audi. I'm like, man, she get that car. She ain't never had credit before. Yeah. Awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. I love it. That's it's good. It's a beautiful yeah. thing, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm just so happy about it. So my job, so what I do now is, it's when I see that the people are happy and the yeah. people are working, I slide on in and give them a little Make America Godly. Yeah. Man. You know, check me out. You know, I don't know. Oh, I saw you on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, check me out. Such, 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 such. Woo, 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 woo. And then next thing I know, uh, you know, we're taking off. One more thing. Check this out. Yesterday, I, I posted it on my page. Uh, day before, what? Uh, Wednesday. I contacted this other radio station, this black, doing the same thing you guys are doing, but they're the exact opposite. I, I know them, I think. K-M, K-K-O-V-L. 
In St. Louis? Yeah, in St. Louis. K K K O V L. Who are the Who are the people on there? Uh, this this chick right here. Let me let me let me show you. I'm I know who it is. I'm gonna tell you what. Let me tell you what happened today. Here it is, right here. I posted it. Here it is on my page, right here. Uh, KOVLradio.com, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to my messages here. I'm telling you, we're gonna give it to you live in color. This chick here, Raji, yeah, Johnson. You heard of her? She she has that. She works for KDNL Channel 30 and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I think I know her. Okay, let me show you her profile. I remember this this girl right here. Her says she lives here. Her. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I know her. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I so about, yeah. I reached out to them. Okay. I reached out to them. I said, uh, "How can I be a part of your radio station? You know, I want to. Because I'm telling you, this is what I want to do. I'm, I can't wait till y'all bring me in. I don't want to get up and go drive trucks. I want to be what I'm doing, what y'all doing. But anyway, I reached out to them and, and I showed it. And uh, she said, well, thanks for uh, liking the page and blah, 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 blah. I said, well, you know, I got almost 80,000 followers and, you know, I'm, I'm very popular and blah, blah, blah. And uh, she said, oh, that's great. That's great. So I texted her back. I said, well, how can I be a part of your station? And she texted me back saying, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. So. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you her, her, her actual post. She oh, say, because yeah, <laughs> at first, you know, oh, black dude, you know, he he good to go and blah blah blah. But I, I uh, then she learned what you were about. She you right, right when she found out, which is sad, by the way. No, it's um, not. It's not. It's not. Because I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why it's not sad. Because I told you I'm reaching across the aisle. Here it is, right here. She said, um, oh, wait a minute. Here it is. Raji. Okay, she said, eh? KM. Okay, here it is. I text her Wednesday. At Wednesday, I said, I need to be a part of this station. And then about 7 o'clock, she said, good morning. Glad you like our station. Then Thursday, I said, how can I be a part of it? Thursday, about 7.28 a.m., she said, I'm not sure if your philosophies, if our philosophies jive. We're not Trump supporters, and you clearly, and and you clearly are, which is your choice. However, although we respect you having that right to choose politically, it's not a fit for us. Thank you for your interest. In other words, no, hell no, Negro, right? But then this was seven thirty in the morning, right? Okay. So she went to work, and you know, hey, y'all know this Henry Davis and blah blah blah, and she bam, she bam, she be dee, dee, dee. And they said, evidently, they said, yeah, let's holler at them. She texts me back at a 2.54 and said, my partners are interested in meeting <laughs> with you about becoming a part of KOVL Radio after all. Wow. I did not want to, I didn't, I did want to at least present them to you. I messaged you. And then I said, I think it would be great to have me to represent the black Trump supporters. There are a ton of us, and I think it would be exciting and interesting for your audience to see things from a conservative side. It would bring a whole new audience to your brand, signed Henry. The point I'm trying to make, my brothers, 
I'm getting ready to preach now. Okay, like the it. point I'm trying to make, my brothers, amen, is that in order to, for us to come together, we have to be able to sit down at the table of brotherhood. Amen. I have a dream. Right on. One day, on. even when the, down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, right there down in Alabama, little white boys and white girls will be able to sit down with little black boys and black girls at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream today. So what I'm telling you is if when black people are starting to realize that the only way that we're going to come together about this whole Trump thing, mm -hmm. whether, whether you like Trump or not, is we have to have a dialogue. We have to have a dialogue, and that's what my job is to do. Right on. Make America godly again. At some point, even still, even, it's, it's not even about necessarily supporting Trump, but supporting common sense and common sense policies. At some point, you, you run out of ways to hate Donald Trump because you're seeing things change in your community. And, and at that point then, because we, we had some people on before, uh, and we asked him, like, why do you not like Donald Trump? He hasn't done anything for the black community. I go, what, what would he have done for the black community that you want to have happen? I don't know. I just think he's racist. Like, what did Obama exactly. do for the black community? Exactly. I don't know. I, it, it, so it goes on and on. So it, it, it's just this perception. And I yeah. think they're getting it from other people. They're getting it. And that's, I understand that, but they're getting it from other people. But eventually, like, for instance, in this configuration on the radio station, she went to them. Those guys probably have relatives who just got a new job or something. They can... I don't know. This seems to be working. We don't really have to even still like Trump, but we can like exactly. what he's doing. Exactly. Exactly. Like his policies and that kind of thing. Exactly. See, and the same thing I was telling Jay Money when Jay, when Jay, when Jamie saw the glow, when I saw the glow in his eyes, when he he just offered me a job. Uh, I think you need to come aboard and be on the TV station. I'm like, dude, do you know what that would do for our community? To see a black man mm -hmm. on a white station, and let's keep it real, a black man on a white station talking about the president that he likes him. What kind of information and education? Then we, we came up with the idea of the street beat. I'll go out into the community, and I would tell people, I would get their opinion, and by the time I got through talking to them, they were Trump supporters. It was great. Or, you know, it was, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, 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 and to be able to have a platform like you all have right here and, 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 and reach and educate people, it's, I'm telling you, it's changing lives, man. It really is changing lives. And I want to tell y'all personally, thank you for even having me to be on well, the show. We're even, we're even on, uh, we have an entire network now, Radio Free Allman. So you have a place on this network once we devise a way to, to configure it. And you can still be on their station too. Although what what time what, what time are they on? Well, I'm a, this this whatever time they on it, it it'll be. What time are they on? I don't know. Um, well, if they're on in the morning, don't even mention them on. Don't, don't be mentioning them on on about them on when you're on Radio Free Home. Well, don't talk about them. I won't talk about either or. If they're on during Cation's time, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jamie, we no, need. I know. I'm just kidding. No, but the, the the thing I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, whatever, whatever the whatever the whatever we all work out. My thing is, I'm the gap bridger. I'm the yep. bridge. You know, I'm I'm going I'm going I can get along with anybody. 
I can get along with this, the left, I can get along with the right because I have a common denominator. And the common denominator is, is that you believe in the higher power. Right. And if you believe in the higher power, well, we can't make America great again until we make it godly again. And one thing all of us have in common is that we is love. Uh-oh, I'm getting ready to preach again. Like One thing we all have in common as human being is love. Everybody, don't you want somebody to love? <laughs> we all have love. And if we can find some love in all of this divinity, then it will all come together and make sense to us. Right. And that's what people are starting to realize in the black community. I may not like Donald Trump, but I love my brother. And if I can get on the love train... On the love train And talk love about train. politics Everybody You know, we, we can all come together And make this thing happen Tell the folks you know, in Egypt and England too Everybody needs to Come together and love one another And understand that it ain't about Trump That we make In Africa See, see when y'all when bring me aboard I'm gonna have a karaoke song Tell for the day and China too. Hey, you know that? It said, yeah, Don't you know, know that it's time to get on board? Cause if you wish it, I feel sorry, sorry for you. Yeah, get on everybody. Turn a love train, top train. People all over the world Join the love train Love train Hey In, in St. Louis Keep going, Hey, baby. come on In Rust <laughs> I, I don't know all the words <laughs> Come on, y'all Don't miss this train The Trump train is riding and, and <laughs> I feel sorry, sorry for you. Come on, people. Oh, yeah. People all over the world, everybody. Just come on, join the Trump train. Trump train. People all over the world. Stop hating and join the Trump train. Trump train. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Here's another song I love I think you like. Love. Why don't you play the instrumentals and let me sing this? If you let me sing, I'm gonna have to carry it. All you gotta make do you is feel go. wrong, make you feel right. See, now, see, see, see. He, he trying to start something on a Friday, y'all. He trying to start some love and happiness, Al Green. One of my favorites. You know, love and happiness. Let's stay together. Was another one. Love and happiness is going on right here He's at Radio now, Free Almond. Of course. We're live. Radio Free Almond, ladies and gentlemen, my man Jay Money in the studio. Check it out. He says, hey, something's going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning. Well, I'm talking about. How she can make it right, yeah. A happiness is when it really feels good to somebody. Come on, Jamie, cause nothing wrong 
with being a Trump supporter. And oh, babe, oh, babe, love and happiness. Love and happiness. Hey, <laughs> that's my kind of radio right there, baby. Henry Davis, everybody. Come on now. All right, so Saturday, we'll see you out at the Discovery Design. What time? What time? What time? What 12 time? to 6. 12 right, to 6. Yeah. 12 to 6, Saturday. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow, I will be there. Uh, bring the family. We'll come out. Q and the Lou's going to be there. Kona Ice. Who? The Nipuni Kona Ice. What is he's that? A, he's a gangster. Kona Ice? Yeah, he's 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 a, he's, a, he's a rapper. Little oh. Kona. Little Kona Ice. I don't know. Okay. He going to be there. Who else? Little Q in the Lou. I need a hat. When can I get a hat? Here. I guess when I become officially part of the staff. No, you, no okay, take that. Now, are they intentionally made this way? You mean, mean ripped up? Yeah, you know, like. Yeah, look, white, white people do that with look. their hats. <laughs> White people wear jeans with holes in them, you know. I mean, it they buy like, jeans with holes in them. It looks like it's slightly used. I didn't want. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's just. It's just a white person's hat that we make. We make things already ruined, and, and we make things already ruined and buy them. That's what yeah. white people do. Spend more on them. I mean, honestly, it looked like somebody had this hat on for a while. No, man. It's I mean, but if this new. the style. Yeah, it's a white okay. people style. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> That's what white people do. Well, check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, I am wearing the... Oh, man, that feels yeah. good. It's, it's, it's feels good. It's, good. it's netted, too. It's netted. It's Hell not yeah. like that. I mean, that hat's, you know, it's kind of... Well, that was in the wintertime anyway. You look good in that hat. Do I? I can't uh, see myself. Let me Let me see. Look up to that thing. Yeah, there you go. Look at good, buddy. I mean, you wear it however you want to wear it. Yeah, as long as you wear it, we're good. When you when you cock your hat to the side, we call that ace deuce. What does that mean? That means like you cool, like you know, ace deuce. Like you know, ace means like I got your back, and deuce is like peace. Right. So when you see somebody like that, that means, you know, Ace Deuce. Now, do you think if I if I went down Salisbury like this, it would be cool? No. No. Okay. Not like that. So. Not like, that's not, that's, no, that. No, it's got to be to the left and to the back. That right there make you look like, you know, Woody Allen or somebody. <laughs> Woody Allen. But if you put it to the back and to the left, then you'd be cool, but, you know. Yeah, Ace Deuce. There you go, Jay. Jay Money, Ace Deuce, baby. Let's see, let's see, let's see how we look together. Right? Yeah, okay, come on. That's how you supposed to wear that. That's Ace Deuce. Jay Money, Ace Deuce. Hey, Jay Money, Ace Deuce. Jay Money, Ace Deuce. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Man, you bring me up in here, dude. We ain't gonna never stop partying. Oh my God, that's great. Hey, I'm gonna get out of here, man. All right, man. I love y'all. Okay, buddy. I gotta go Let's check see. out some court issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta get clearance to be in yeah. Exactly. I gotta go let right. them know. And, and y'all tell them, hey, there's gonna be a black guy here. Don't mess with yeah. him. Yeah. But uh, I'll, 
Uh, Get that fire before you get there, brother. I love y'all, man, and uh, stay in touch with me. I love you, too. Anytime. You're the best. Let's stay together. Yep. Let's stay together. together. Buried together. You're the best, buddy. Thanks for all your time, man. No problem, man. Thanks for the the illumination and the inside look. Yeah. And the honesty. Yeah. He's going to take your Rubicon now. Don't take that Jeep. Take who? Nothing. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I'll see y'all later. Love you, bro. See you tomorrow. 12 yes. o'clock. Absolutely. Now you got the address. Text me the address. It's I will. Facebook. I see the. I see the place. I thought that was here. No. We we have we have a book signing tonight at the MAC West. If you want. Okay. All right. All right. Friday night. James. Okay. Push my luck. Push my luck. Oh man, is he great? Really quick. Just a lovely guy. Two comments that I thought were awesome. People loved that, by the way. Yeah. Everybody had a good time. And they said, uh, I want to say this convo with Henry is one of the most enlightening I've heard on the radio in years. Another one said, this conversation is the most compelling one you've had yet. I'm at work in the parking lot. They can't even go into work. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Because you know what? It, we weren't we weren't uh, splitting the atom here. No. We were talking about real things and real questions. And you know, really, to tell you the truth, I think a lot of the things... You always wonder, and you don't bother asking, or you just assume you know the answer already. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, he's and he's and he's always that. That's one thing you're always going to get when Henry Davis comes in is you're going to get Henry Davis. You're not get somebody who's talking the way somebody told him to talk or the way he heard somebody else talking. He's good. He's Henry Davis. That's who he is. I'm excited about tonight yeah, and tomorrow, though. I buddy. know. Missouri Athletic Club West is uh, Doug Giles, the book signing, uh, 5.30 to 8, and he's going to be out there. I'm going to go pick him up at the airport in about three or four hours and then uh, get him situated at the hotel, and then we're going to uh, truck out to the MAC West. Again, people, if you have any questions about that, you don't have to dress up out the MAC West, just so you know. And then um, the book signing, and then tomorrow, of course, at Discovery Design, we've got the Radio Free Allman, Warrior and the Wild Man, Throwdown Palooza, and that's Doug's going to be there. Henry's going to be there, it turns out now. Uh, Phil's going to be running the music. Ryan's going to be out there. Eric Naputi and the Naputi Pediatric Kids Area is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Billy Bush's Crafting Beer is going to be there, and so we're going to have a good old time. And also, by the way, uh, America vs. Missouri is going to be out there with water and misters. So if you're, don't worry about the heat. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But yeah, and, and Henry, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I love the guy. And I just remember just uh, being on TV with him, too. And it was uh, really a, a pleasure. And, you know, really, honestly, uh, for the most part, what happens is we have uh, situations where... Uh, television stations even in town at the time the the sole the time you see black people is when they're being in orange jumpsuits in a mugshot or whatever else it happens to be there's no respect at all sometimes for people who really do and you talk to Henry Davis and you really realize I think all most of you already know that most of you who listen to this you you're, you're not learning anything new about black people you're just learning new about certain elements of the community and that kind of thing and what really goes on and how they feel about things. But you you know yourself that uh, blacks and whites all want the same thing. They want to have raise families. They want to have a job. Yeah. They want to 
Be safe. It's real simple. American dream. Right, exactly. Right on, man. Right on. All right, Ryan. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Thanks for coming in. We're going to have you. Uh, we're trying. We're mixing. A lot of people are like wondering what's going yeah. on with all the co-hosts. Well, first of all, technically, I've never had a co-host, so uh, so we don't really do co-hosting per se. But we have people who are here who we have we discuss things with. You know what? Someday there's there's going to be three people standing around here, which yeah. I think is a good thing. Uh, and, and Radio Free Almond is is we just diversify. You know, with the cameras and everything, it's, it's so fun to have a visual. Um, so it's fun, man. Oh, it's a blast. People were wondering where you'd gotten to, though. <laughs> and, and and the reality is, and we, maybe we only explained this one time, but Ryan is Radio Free Almond's marketing guy. He's, he's the, the, the nuts and bolts of this operation is what you what? are. And... Five days a week, I was occupying you for four or five hours in the morning before you even went to work. And that's just too much because it's not going to, you know, but but as much as we can have you in, I want to have you in. So as much I, as you I uh, love like, being like with coming you, buddy. Because people love you and uh, I love you. I do too. Henry Davis loves you. I love Henry Davis. Henry Davis loves us. It's love. Oh, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of love. It's a lot of love. So uh, see everybody tonight and... I wasn't kidding about the fireworks, people. I'm telling you. You guys think I'm joking around. <laughs> as uh, as the business side of RFA, I would like him to be joking around. But you know what? I can't stop. This is why it's the wild man. <laughs> yeah. I know, man. So, I mean, Doug Giles is going to be a hoot. So you guys, a lot of you are looking forward to meeting him. So that's going to be a blast. And uh, it was a fun, fun hour with Henry, though. It was awesome. You know? Uh, what nice way to end a Friday. Johnny Rose couldn't come in, so it kind of like was convenient. Uh, he's going to be the uh, Doug Giles driver this weekend. Uh, and Johnny Rose is great. He does, Johnny Rose, if you just look him up on the internet, Johnny Rose Entertainment, he does singing telegrams, limo service, okay. he's, you know, everywhere. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a longtime friend of mine. So I appreciate you, Johnny Rose. We'll have him in on Monday to tell cool. us more stories about that. RFA, RadioFreeAlmond.com is the website. Check us out, of course. Like us on Facebook and get in while the getting's good. We'll have also the RFA merch out there at the MAC and at the uh, at Discovery Design. And thank you, Discovery Design, for mm-hmm. sponsoring the studio, being great friends, and we're going to have a good old time out there. So have a great weekend, everybody. I hope I can see you and we can see you one way or another this weekend. So have a good one. Oh, I need to, I need the theme. Darn it. Oh, you were, that was like a dude. I was just so um I was so relaxed and just kind of like, you know, this has been you great. You psyched everybody out. And I kind of like uh forgot my theme. I did that yesterday too. What are you what it's ace deuces? Eight what how did you wear your hat? Ace deuce style ace to deuce. the left. I'll be doing that. I'm gonna do that this week. You're ace deuce. Because because that, that works in St. Peter's. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you're driving. Uh, wear the H Deuce when you're speeding past the airport in St. Anne and see how far you get. Oh, yeah, be careful over there because if you are coming that way, either way, it's Speed Gun City over there. <laughs> it is absolutely. So be careful. All right, guys, have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you Friday or Saturday, I hope. Take care. <laughs>